Sports Radio 560 WQAM Miami Fort Lauderdale presents the Neil Rogers Show. To talk to Neil, call 5670560 toll free for Dayton Broward or pound 560 on your cell phone. The opinions of Neil, his guests, callers, or anyone else on the show do not necessarily reflect those of WQAM, Beasley Read Acquisitions, or the Beasley Broadcast Group. Now, Neil Rogers on Sports Radio 560 QAM. Goodbye, Chris Moran. Oh, go horn. Don't let the door hit you when you're on your way out as your career takes a big jump down. Okay. You call the games like Shakespeare's Cloud with no description. And tries enthusiasm and incompetence About as thrilling as St. Vitus dance And despite how you blow You won't get no more Such a strong little dog in deep And Gelby's nose Will be surgically removed from your eyes there's an opening at the Hollywood Auditorium. If I may borrow a direct quote from Joe Rose. <laughs> goodbye, needle nose, or should I say, goodbye to Wayne Gretzky and change your underwear. Pack your bag and get the hell out of there. But now they'll put you on the air As a jock announcer Or maybe you'll start a chain of donut chops Just like Tim Walton and look what happened to him As far as up with the line, that's all very nice But we don't really care When you get home Go make like a pro jock and beat your wife. In the spirit of repetition, I'll say it again. In the immortal words of little Joe Rose. Maybe it's an ethnic thing, we just don't understand it. On 1003 at 560 WQAM. Hey, Culligan, man. We're on our last bottle of water, Culligan Man. We need some water, okay? Just all you got to do is say that. Hey, Culligan Man. I wish we had that, by the way. I bet you somebody somewhere has got that little uh, jingle. Hey, Culligan Man. Remember that? No, you don't, because it was 100 years ago. Anyway, we have, every time I think we've seen the rock bottom in this uh, town in our newspapers, I uh, get up the next morning, and much to my amazement, we scrape an even lower barnacle off the bottom of the uh, food chain. Greg Kotex, I want to tell you this right now, okay? You are pus on two legs. You're not even excrement on two legs. You are pus. Whatever comes from a festering, oozing sore, the pustules that are uh, whatever the, whatever the word is, the mung that's in there, that's you on two legs. This man has got a column in this morning's paper, and it fits right in with this radio station, by the way with all these ass suckers who never met a felon that they didn't like. And by the way, we're changing the name. It's going to be the National Felon League, the NFL. I beseech you, I urge you to go out and buy that book, Pros and Cons, by the way, if you haven't read it yet. And what did I say? That was months ago, right? Many, many months ago that I was raving about that book and how great it was, which it is. 
And, uh, you know, as time goes on and more and more of this crap goes down day after day after day, and like I said back then, the other shows on this station that's supposed to be a sports station, they're the ones that should have been talking about the book and interviewing the author. But it was left to me because I'm the anti-sports. I'm the uh, one guy that has no vested interest in it. See, all these sports holes like Greg Kotex and the clowns on this radio station, they've got a vested interest in continuing to make sure that you think that these are very important things and that they're on a level which they really never will be. But we've got to make sure that all the sports nerds keep looking upon all this crap, this swill, these subhuman scumbags, like, oh, this is great. Look how fast he's running a, uh, you know, whatever he's running from the law, probably. So Greg Kotex, here's a big picture of Cecil LaDiesel Collins. And there's Tony Martin and Daryl Strawberry and Khalid El-Amin, whoever the hell that is. I don't even know who that is. And Marv Albert, as if he somehow belongs in there. They had to put one white guy in here to make it, you know, even it out. And Mike Tyson. Anybody look at Marv Albert like those other... Uh, no. No. In the same category, you think? No. No. He likes to dress up, and, uh, you know, he's a little bit of a backbiter. But nevertheless, the, the thrust, the essence of this puke-inducing... I'm going to tell you, before 2 o'clock today, I have a feeling. In fact, you know, I've even got, like, stains on my shirt. All I had was, like, a Slim Jim this morning. It's puke that's dribbling out already, having read the Greg Kotex column. I'm going to be puking out meals that I ate six years ago that haven't quite made it through the intestinal tract yet. The more I talk about this thing. Bad behavior, says the heddling uh, uh, of the article. Don't get excited now. Okay, calm down. Going to calm down? Okay. Please. The morality bar in sports has been lowered to accommodate those with talent, but should the standards for athletes be higher than for the rest of us? Ask Greg Kotex with a straight face like we're supposed to believe this column. In my lifetime, I've never read such unadulterated crap, manure. And the fact that the Herald would even put this piece of turd in the newspaper tells us where they're coming from. The same people on the editorial board, and I know they're going to say, well, we don't interfere with our sports writers, right? We don't interfere with our columnists, right? Let's see one of your columnists write about how desperately we need casinos down here and how fast that gets in your newspaper, you phony bastards. The fact that they put this in there shows what hypocrites they really are. The same people that are screaming casinos are immoral and they're bad and it's gambling as if we don't already have gambling. Every time this topic comes up, these are the same people that put a column like this in here. And basically the essence of it is that Greg Kotex says, you know, why should we hold the athletes up to these higher standards than all the rest of us? Well, I have to wonder this, Greg. If you would have broken into two uh, women's uh, apartments or whatever, condominiums, and molested them, would you be writing for the Miami Herald today? No. Would any newspaper self-respect it? If you would have walked in, if you had an, uh, a police record, we're talking felonies. I'm not talking about the Merrill Juini. Nobody cares about that. As long as you're armed, is there any self-respecting newspaper in America that would hire on their staff, Greg? No. No. But, you know, uh, you know, uh, kids will be kids and boys will be boys and yada, 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 yada. He says, give me a choice and I'll take a running back who has smoked dope over an alcoholic commercial pilot or a teacher who downloads porn. Now, if he would have said a teacher who downloads kitty porn, then we'd all say, yes. right, exactly, pervert. But a teacher who downloads pornography? Do you think, do you think there are sports columnists who uh, download pornography? Yes. Yeah, no, 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 yes. no. You think Greg Kotex might have ever uh, come across on the Internet any uh, nudity? Yes. Uh, huh? No, no way. 
Well, what is that? Then he goes on. I mean, there's stuff in here. I hope that no kids. Make sure your kids don't see the Herald this morning, okay? Please. He says, you think Jimmy Johnson really cares if Tony Martin laundered drug money for a friend? He doesn't care about innocence, only availability. Lawrence Phillips rushed for 162 yards in his NFL Europe debut, the National Felon League. You don't think that made his rap sheet a shade less relevant to NFL coaches, do you, he says? Nobody is more forgiving than a coach desperate to win except fans, he says. This jackass on two legs, this piece of pus on two legs, Greg Kotex. And it's interesting, even the humper, who's up there in Louisville today for the... Uh, Kentucky Derby draw, I guess. Even him yesterday. Oh, he and Jimmy talked about Cecil at great length and uh, Cecil this and Cecil that. Pretty soon we'll have a lot. We already got Cecil the Diesel. You know, we got a nickname for him. And if he actually makes the team and he starts out, you know, has a big game the first game, like Greg Kotek says, he'll be a hero for five minutes. Celebrating scumbags. That's what it's all about. Celebrating, admiring, paying hard-earned big bucks to go support scumbags. That's what professional sports is becoming. And Greg Kotex celebrates it here in his column this morning. Celebrates it, excuses it, rationalizes it, explains it, and even tries to, uh, you know, poo-poo it away by saying, well, why should we hold them to higher standards? And what have I told you before, and I really believe this, as sure as I'm sitting my fat ass in the chair today, if O.J. Simpson woke up this morning and suddenly his arthritic knees healed up, I mean, he's a little uh, long in the tooth, he's a little old, but if O.J. Simpson could run for 2,000 yards for your football team, the Dolphins or whatever team you support, this coming season, this fall, how many of these so-called fans would say, oh, no, he's a murderer? Would they say that? No. No. They'd say, you go, O.J., you go, O.J. They'd be out there cheering his ugly ass. Am I right? You bet your sweet ass I'm right. And that's why I say to the whole business, <laughs> screw it. Anybody want my dolphin tickets? Greg Kotex, you really are, seriously. I mean, I thought Barry Jackass had it, had it hands down, biggest asshole on that newspaper. Not even close, not even in the same, not even in the same category. At least he's got an excuse.
560QM, there's a little sample. We got the whole library of that crap. We got a library of it. So we have an upset brother out there who thinks, is this a racial thing? Is that what he thinks this is? Like I said, maybe we just don't understand. Maybe it's an ethnic thing. Maybe it's part of a culture that those of us white folk, we just don't get it. We don't understand it. You know, beating up your women, breaking into dormitory rooms and molesting women, stuff like that, being a professional scumbag all your life. Maybe we just don't understand what that's all about. And maybe like Greg Kotek says, we should just look the other way, you know? Who gives a crap about these things? The National Felon League, they never met a felon they didn't like. And Greg Kotex points out in the last part of his thing here, he says, I think it's the responsibility of leagues and commissioners to legislate whom teams and coaches may hire. Leagues should care that some of their players are felons, drunk drivers, wife beaters, or drug abusers. But if the NFL tells coaches it's okay to draft Cecil Collins, let's not be aghast when uh, once somebody does. There you go. That's good logic. 
whether it's Jimmy Johnson, Dick Vermeil, who's the biggest gangster coach of them all, huh? Which one never met a gangster he didn't like, or both of the above? And then Greg Kotex closes one of the most unctuous columns in the history of journalism, and I use that word loosely by saying, every team has ample positive role models. Any community, any fan should be able to accept that on a team, as in life, there may be a worm or two in the peck of apples. Isn't that cute? A worm or two in the peck of apples. See, it's one thing if there's somebody at a peck of apples who turns out to be a worm or two after you already got him, after he's there. But when you already know that somebody like a Lawrence Phillips or a Cecil Collins or whoever it might be is a worm in the peck of apples, is a peckerhead, and then you go out and you make an effort to bring him in and say, well, we'll give him a chance. Maybe he'll catch on, you know. Maybe we can somehow squeeze by here and he won't uh, do some aberrant, grotesque thing until after he goes someplace else. Isn't that what they're really saying? Uh-huh. You bet your sweet ass it is. And you people don't care. I mean, the majority of these assholes, especially the sports nerds, they don't care about this. They don't give a crap. And like I said, why not, why not have, you know, tryouts on every, in every prison in America? Why don't we just have, you know, let prison walk-ons, you know, if they're guys who can run fast and uh, throw the ball hard or hit the ball, whatever it is that they can do. Why not uh, let them walk on, give it a shot? Tryouts, huh? Tryouts from death row. Hey, here's the way. The governor won't commute your sentence, but I'll tell you one thing. The Marlins are really falling out tough times. They're 3-10. and 10. They can't win a fixed game. If you can come in there and throw the ball hard or maybe hit the ball out of the infield, they might just sign your ass up. In which case, we'll pull some strings because we know the right people. We'll commute your goddamn sentence. How do you like that? Oh! Yeah. Scumbags. It's like, it's like I talk about that, the big vat of chicken soup, you know, and you put it in the refrigerator and you let it sit there overnight. And in the morning, here's all that crap, that fat, the scum has risen to the top. And that's America for you. The scum rises to the top. Any questions? Oh, God, Neil. Sarah, what's the matter? Oh, Judy, I just found out. Michael has heart on. Oh, no. I just don't know what to do. Well, when Shirley's boyfriend had one, he went to the Heart On Treatment Center of America. Heart On Treatment Center? Yeah, it's a place where they teach men how to wake up small and uninterested. Do you think they could help Michael? They were very kind and caring when Philip had his boner. He doesn't even watch the USA Channel at night anymore. The Heart On Treatment Center of America, helping so many Americans through their hardship. Brought on by big boobs in so many Aerosmith videos. Please call today. Don't get excited. You're not alone. The Hard-On Treatment Center of America. Cold water standing by. All right. 1031 at 560 WQM. The hammer, the humper, the uh, rubber stamp. That's what we got on this station, by the way. Just a bunch of rubber stamps. Have you noticed that? I mean, there's nobody here that really, like, stands out. of it. Just uh, no matter what the coaches do, no matter what the jocks do, just rubber stamp, rubber stamp, whether it's BM or TM or JJ, whoever it is. Hank will be on from uh, Louisville because I guess they must have the draw for the Derby today. Does anybody know what the date of the Kentucky Derby, which Saturday it's going to be? Because we don't know. And then we got, uh, what do we got? Where's that schedule that seems to be falling down here? Jim Mandich, 6 to 9.30 tonight. Yeah. And then we got the Marlins and the Giants tonight again. Is there any interest? No. Whatsoever. The three and ten Marlins. Greg Kotex, by the way, I did, you know, I read and I keep rereading this thing, and uh, I was fascinated because he started out in this column this morning like he was condemning, you know, the fact that Jimmy Johnson signed Cecil Collins and that the fans are indifferent to this. He says the drafting of Collins has not agitated the outrage it might have. I think we're too used to it now, too numb. And then he goes on, basically, as the column goes on and does a complete turnaround, it says, well, you know, after all, uh, who the hell are we to, you know, 
He says a crowd celebrating UConn's basketball title award approval for Khalid El Amino. That's who that is. The same week he was arrested on marijuana charges, huh? Well, who cares about that? They award approval because they don't care about that. How can you compare being arrested for marijuana charges with being a felon? Huh? With, with, with molesting women, with raping women, with murdering people like OJ, with all of these things. Huh? May 1st for the Derby, by the way. Please stop calling. Oh, please stop calling the Derby's May 1st. Thank you. So that means, oh. So I guess we won't be talking to Dave Johnson this year. Well, we'll talk to him before the Preakness. Here's Hylia Gardens. Hello. Hello. Yes, sir. Oh, yeah, hi. I was just uh, wanted to talk about Greg Coates' article. Greg Coates? Uh, I was just curious. You know, maybe I missed something, but why is Reggie White a hypocrite? Maybe a homophobe, but not a hypocrite. Yeah. You know, I mean, uh, his thing is uh, he'd take an athlete who's done wrong and make over it. Admits it over a hypocrite like Reggie White. I got it right here. He uses his fame and imprimatur, imprimatur of yeah. his ministry to wage a campaign against homosexuals. Well, he's a hypocrite because he claims to be a religious guy, but on the other hand, he's doing his best to spread hatred and bigotry. I think that's what he means. Yeah, maybe, but if you read the Bible, it does it does condemn homosexuality. Not that I agree with it, Reggie White. Yeah. I just Sir, let me ask you this question. Since you've been on since the very beginning, I see you've waited like 22 minutes to get on here today. Yeah. Out of this entire article, that's the one thing that strikes you. There's nothing else that's in here that really is the subject matter, not homosexuality. It seems well, to me that there are a whole bunch of you people out there, because of the fact that you've got this out-of-the-closet fag on here, who are obsessed with this topic, aren't you? No, not at all. Actually, uh, someone... Uh, the, so, I mean, then why would anybody bring that up out of this article? Well, actually, it was the first, it's the second thing that struck me. The first thing that struck me was uh, he held Mark McGuire up, I guess, since he's cleaned up his act. Someone from California told me he slapped his uh, wife around a little bit when he was... Somebody, to somebody told you that. Did we yeah, read that anywhere? I Do we know follow, that? We're supposed to take, like, we're one. supposed to take... Oh, and you don't even follow baseball, but I'm supposed to sit here doing a talk show, taking third-hand information that he slapped his wife around? <laughs> okay, thank you, sir. Bad laugh, by the way. <laughs> Either that, you know, he must have been related to Rimmer. Same laugh. <laughs> that same fake laugh that Rimmer does all the time. Sorry, Rimmer. That was a low shot. That was a cheap shot. I take it back. No, I don't. 567 oh, 0560, pound 560 on the mobile one line. Now, here's an entry. Here's the greatest facts I've ever received in my life. I never thought I could say that. On the same day that I received, I read the most unctuous column I ever read in my life in the Herald. I received the greatest facts of my life. You better listen carefully, you heathen bastard, you. Life is short, for what is your life? Is it even a vapor that appeareth for a little time and then vanisheth away? James 4.14 Death is sure. It is appointed unto men once to die, but after this the judgment. Hebrews 9.27 Sin the cause. Wherefore, as by one man sin entered into the world, and death by sin, and so death passed upon all men for all that have sinned, Romans 5.12 See, there's that loving God again. Somebody screwed up way back then, so we all got to pay for it now. And finally, last but certainly not least, you better open your ears wide for this, okay? Especially that guy that just called only moments ago. Christ the cure. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. John, of course, you've already seen this uh, at the, all the ball games. John 3.16. Every time we go to a ball game, not only do we have to have prayers before the National Felon League, talk about hypocrisy, we have to have the uh, invocation before they go out there and uh, all the felons uh, slap each other on the ass and throw the ball around. But we have to see the assholes in the end zone or behind home plate at the baseball games with their big sign, John 316. 
intolerant assholes who can't go anywhere without trying to peddle their uh, superstitious crap to the rest of us. I noticed at the end of the show yesterday, I was very pleased about it too, by the way. I was ecstatic. I got emotional and sexual excitement from it. The one guy that started, about, oh, it's blasphemy. We're, you ought to be off the air. And then immediately right after that, he was upset because I had the audacity to give my opinion about religion and all the bull crap, which it is, obviously, and it doesn't agree with his, to show you that it makes my point how intolerant the religionists are. There's no room for anybody with a, with a differing point of view. It's blasphemy. And then immediately after him was a young punk who wouldn't know where to find his penis with a compass and a road map, who calls in, who also, uh, you know, that guy was right. Why was he right? Because I didn't, I said Wayne Gretzky didn't deserve 700 hours of airtime. So I also should be off the air. Are, are you following this logic here, folks? That's the American fucking way. That's right. And in fact, you know, I think that we have an ethnic segment here in Dade County who, you know, that, that's their mentality. I think it's starting to permeate all over the community, all over the state. In other words, there, the freedom of speech means you can say whatever you want as long as we like it. As soon as we don't like it or it pisses us off, then, God damn it, we're going to get your ass off the air. We're going to shut you up. To which we say, all right. Yes. What is it that gets these people so rad? Like the one guy that called yesterday says, oh, this Christianity thing sure got you all worked up. Don't it? No, it doesn't bother me. It's not just Christianity. It's all of them. If I singled out one religion and said, boy, this is... This is asinine. That would make me like a bigot. Or like if I singled out one ethnic group and I said, well, these people be, uh, well, you know, that would make me a bigot. Like I've said before, I like nice people. I know that sounds silly. I like nice people. I don't care if they're white, if they're black, if they're yellow, if they're, I don't give a crap what they are. Nice people, people who are like civilized, people who are like a little bit considerate, people who aren't dangerous, who aren't scumbags, who aren't, you know, beating up on people, who aren't murdering people. That's all. The D&H crowd, those are my people. They don't have to be brilliant. They don't have to be rocket scientists. But if they're nice people, those are my people. People who are a pile of turd, those are not my people. And, of course, the more religious they are, the more intolerant they are. That, that's a given. That, that is a given. All these wonderful people will tell you how wonderful they are and how I'm the sinner or you're the sinner and we're all going to be burning in hell and who are all sitting in judgment of us about how evil and terrible we are. And it just, I, seriously, it, may, it makes my rectum quiver with excitement when I hear how agitated some of these assholes get because they can't handle the truth. The truth is so obvious, the truth will set you free. The truth is that when all this bullcrap, all these bubbleices start costing you money, and when you when you put all your emotional involvement in a lot of lies that people tell you, it's a tremendous. Not only is it divisive, but it's a tremendous waste of energy and time. Amen. How come we don't have the Pope interceding over there in Yugoslavia? By the way, those are Muslims. Oh, I forgot about that. Well, how about if they convert? How about if we can give each one of them a cross? Huh? Or, or a CD. How about a Pope CD? Now see if they'd buy one. There you go. Okay. Excellent. We'll make them an offer they can't refuse. I know that the Lord even loves Neil Rogers. If you're one of the millions of people who've been praying to hear the Pope singing on his own CD, your prayers have been answered. Now, through a special arrangement with the Vatican, His Holiness is back, and he's singing better than ever. On the Pope Sings. Please allow me to introduce myself. My name is Pope John Paul. Oh! Yes, it's Pope John Paul II singing songs that will lift you up and make you get down. Please turn around and start. Play that organ music, choir boy. 
Play that organ music, right? Play that organ music, choir boy. Lay down and boogie and play that organ music till I die. Which might be so The Pope Sings gives you the chance to hear the many sides of the owner of the Popemobile. Owner of a Popemobile. Much better than the owner of a stupid hat. He's the potter. And on this CD, he's a boss. You should be playing bingo. You should all go be gambling get that church. Play high stakes if you want to. You're helping the poor if you lose your shirt. So come out and play bingo. Beep, 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 bingo. <laughs> The 18 feet, oh, 69, oh, I-22, wait a minute, cheap. The Pope Sings is available now at a special introductory price. Get it and save yourself $5. Hurry. The Pope's Pope's Pope. Yeah, it's not helping. 1046 at 560 WQAM, 5670560, pound 560 on a mobile one line. Here's Coral Springs. Hello. Hey Neil, how's, how's it going? Okay, sir. Yeah, uh, I was talking to one of my friends yesterday, and uh, this, this is sort of about Gretzky, but uh, he was saying, why do you think they're trying to waive that uh, three three year uh, waiting period for the Hall of Fame? And he's thinking that something's going to happen with like cancer or AIDS or something like that. Something's going to happen with cancer he or AIDS. He thinks like Gretzky's going to end up having cancer, and uh-huh. that's why they're trying to waive. Tell, tell your friend to get some mental help, okay, sir? Tell him to get some mental help. Oh my God! Five six seven oh five sixty pound. See what I mean about the sports nerds? Pound five sixty on a mobile one line. Here's a mobile in Miami Beach. Hello. Neil. Yes, sir. Yeah, I think uh, that Greg Coltex, that guy's a pudwhacker. Yeah. Yeah, maybe I should be a thug. Maybe I get a contract. You know, maybe in the National Fencing League. Uh huh. Well, go out and mug Greg Coltex and see what happens. See what he'll write tomorrow. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty. Getting some real thoughtful stuff here today on why this show should be taken off the air immediately, if not sooner. Come on. Come out of your closets out there. I know you're listening. That's why I really have to laugh. I think that guy that called last week, I think it was Friday, about how, well, he doesn't believe the ratings on this show because there's all those uh, guys lighting the loafers out there who, you know, put it down even when they're not listening. Right. We got more closet listeners, but it's not the closet you're thinking of, pal, who would never admit in a million years that they listen to this show. And every time, well, what are you listening for? Oh, well, I was just, I was just dialing around. Right. I know that I'm always just dialing around. I want to hear something that I don't like. Instead of like turning to something else, I pick up my phone. I listen for that phone number and I call in and say, you got to be off the air. I know I always do that. Don't you? Uh huh. Sure. That's the American effing way. There isn't a chance in 10 billion that those people are telling the truth. Of course, those are usually the very good, pious people, much better people than I am, obviously, who would never tell a lie unless they were alone or with somebody. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the mobile one line. Here's Miramar. Hello. Yeah. Yes, sir. What's going on? Um, I don't know where I could buy the pros and cons book. In uh, a bookstore would be good. You know, or in the borders. Any, any of them. Oh, thanks. Okay. Uh, can I make a famous quest? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mine too. Well, my mine don't smell too good either, pal. <laughs> so. Oh, thing, by the way. That was beautiful. Yes, sir. You got it, pal. You got it. Yeah, and don't feel too bad about it. Don't take it personal, okay? Don't take any crap off nobody. <laughs> oh! 
that was so good that it gave me actual hope for life. I think that I might actually get up out of bed tomorrow morning. That was uh, beautiful. Sir, God bless you. That was uh, great. Here's Cutler Ridge. Hello. Hey, Neil, these religious people, all they are is scared of life and scared of dying. Yeah. Oh, they're scared of life, too? I know they're scared of dying, but they're also scared of life. Yeah, they're scared of life. Every, you know, they lose their job. It's like, God will help me get another job. God will help me do this. So what are they scared about, then, if God's going to help them out? Well, it's just a bunch of pussies. Yeah. Awful lot of pussies out there, you know, pal? Absolutely. Everywhere you look. Pussy here, pussy there, puss, puss, pussy everywhere. 5670560, oh, pound 560 on the mobile one line, which, of course, makes you wonder how come there's all those guys on those chat lines on the Internet, you know? Because no matter where you look, Here's a mobile in Jupiter. Hello. Hey, after looking back at the Panthers' pathetic season. Yeah, you're still I, looking back, yeah. Well, I'm not going to do it again, but I think I pinpointed the all-time low for the organization. The organization, yes, sir. The thin-skinned, uptight organization. Yeah, that was when Goldie got to do the play-by-play. -play. Yeah. That was sure did a hell of a lot better out. job than Christina Moore, I'll tell you that, sir. And yep. guess what? <clears throat> Your suck-up attempt loses, you're wrong. I think you'll do a uh, commendable job under impossible circumstances, being called in at the last second, being called in cold. Here you go, you got to do the game. Uh, Christina's uh, fell off the wing of the plane or something. I think he did a commendable job from every... I heard little clips of it, I thought he did fine. I mean, you know, his voice does agitate me, but nevertheless, I mean, you know, see, I try to be fair. I'm not just one of those people that wants to gang up on somebody because I don't like him or for, for whatever reason. I don't dislike Geldy. I just can't. I, that voice just uh, grates. Plus, he kisses too much ass. But you know something? I shouldn't single him out. Like I said before, everybody on this on the sports segments of the radio station, everybody here, maybe with the exception of uh, yeah. Mandich, although he's got his, he does it too every now and then. Although, Bo Camper. Now, Bo Camper, let's be fair, he's the one that gives Jimmy uh, a bunch of crap. Nice go on, Kimba. He's the one guy with a real pair of balls, okay? I guarantee you, Kim Bo Camper, don't shave his nuts. It's like Samson, you know, he got the haircut. She cut, Delilah cut the hair short, and all of a sudden, he was impotent. He couldn't even find any Viagra back then. And it's the same thing that happens with these guys that shave their nuts. They become, you know, like Joe Costello, good guy. But their voice starts getting higher and higher, you know. You keep shaving your nuts. You know, he asked me that one day, if he sounds like Yoldi. And I said, no, that was the day you were out sick and he was doing the show in there. I said, no, you don't sound like Yoldi. Don't put yourself down like that. you got a better voice than that. But but I noticed that day after day, Joe's voice keeps getting a little higher and higher and higher. And if he keeps uh, shaving his nuts to satisfy that girlfriend of his, he's going to wind up just like Samson. You know what I mean? Dad? Well, yeah, he will eventually wind up dead, too. That's beside the point. 5670560, oh, pound 560 in the mobile one line. But, of course, if you do accept Jesus, oh, yeah, you want everlasting life, you have to accept Jesus. Like that guy that called yesterday about heaven and about, uh, I kept asking him, what, what are you going to be doing there? What are you going to find there? Oh, well, a peace, uh, peace and, uh, yeah. How about peace in a box? Huh? It's, it's like a porta potty. A piece of it's Neil Rogers' new piece in a box, you know. Squirt, squirt. Well, the, piece boxes of box. made, the box is made out of styrofoam; it don't leak. Here's a mobile in Miami. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. I was listening to you the other day, and I shaved down there, and my wife loves it. Yeah. And I have a message. Talk about impressionable and easy. Yeah. <laughs> and my wife I have a message for Cecil Collins. Your, yeah, go ahead. 
uh, all you got to do is uh, get married and be responsible in life and have a couple of kids and you'll be all right, just like I did. I used to be a bad guy before. What did you got to get married for? I mean, Evander uh, Holy Molyfield, he's got 72 kids by 110 different women. Well, well I, I he's doing pretty bad, good. I used to be a bad guy and yeah. I got married and have a couple of kids and uh, now I'm, I'm okay. Okay. Thank you. Don't shave anymore. You'll be back out on the street again, pal. Don't do it. How do you like that? He shaved his balls because Joe Costello said to. Okay, everybody out there, all you guys out there, shave your nuts. The women love it. And I'll guarantee you, uh, there'll be at least uh, 2,000 of them out there between now and tomorrow morning running out there to get their little uh, pink lady bick. 5670560 in that depilatory cream. Pound 560 on the mobile one line. Here's a lady in Boca. Hello. Hello. Yes, ma'am. Via Rochester, New York. Okay. My brother tells me that that's where you're originally from. Yes, ma'am. I want to tell you what you missed this winter. Uh-huh. 42 inches of snow in two and a half days. Yeah. Are you glad you're here now? No. I am. I'm not. <laughs> I'm on vacation. I can't even I'm believe it. it. I'm out there in West uh, Broward. I'm out there by the Everglades, and I can't breathe anymore. The Everglades is on fire. I'm choking and gagging. It's better than being up there. No, I don't agree. No? No. You like what, Rochester? What, what, weather, huh? You like Rochester? No. I like Toronto, which is uh, at least a great city. Rochester's okay. It's a hick town. You know that. Yeah, it's hick. It's just a, it's a little uh, hick town. They was, when I lived there, it was uh, 300,000 people, and now it's still 300,000. And when I was in Canandaigua, New York, which is where I went to high school, there were 10,000 people, and there's still 10,000 people. I think the same 10,000 except me, you know. It's a nice town, Canandaigua. It's a, it's a nice town. It's 10,000 people. It's like a little spot. It's like a speck on the map. You know that. Yeah, but then you can avoid all those people that you don't like. No, the, the only problem is most of the people who are there you don't like. That's the problem. <laughs> well, I just called to tell you that I'm enjoying the weather and I'm enjoying your show. Well, thank God for you, sweetheart. Okay. I'll see you at Donna Bob's. Bye-bye. And Cobbs Hill. Okay. Okay. Bye-bye. She says, cut the crap already. Say goodbye. Okay, I'm sorry. Let's get the lilacs out in Rochester. Let's talk about the good things in Rochester. Donna Bob's, Vic and Irv's, the lilacs. End of the story. That's it. There you go. That's it. Anything else? Anything else good there? No. No. You know, everybody likes to reminisce about where they're from, just like George with his obsession with Cuba, you know. He doesn't even remember Cuba. No, that's why I reminisce about Montana. Well, hey, his army ain't what it used to be, you know. 5670560, pound 560, in the mobile one line. You were in Montana? Oh, don't let the word get out about that. Well, it was San Francisco. See, they can afford to have guys like Steve Young, you know. They don't care. It's not bad for their image. In fact, probably helps attendance. Here's a mobile in Miami Beach. Hello. Hello, Uncle Neil. Yes, sir. Uh, I got the perfect place for you to live. In Holland, there's a city called Rectum. Yeah. And I'm going to prove to you. I'll Rectum? You over the, I'll flex you over the map when I have there's it. There's a city in Holland called Rectum? Yes, sir. I found out this weekend. Yeah. But you got uh, a uh, in there somewhere. Rectum. Rectum. What a language that is, huh? Anyway, um, what, what pisses me off on this sports station, or whatever they want to call it, that yeah. they just don't know most of the time where they talk about. They don't do the homework. They yeah. interview people. And they kiss too much ass. There are too many rubber stamps yeah. on this station. They all suck I, around. I, I, Jimmy, I this, day, Jimmy, that. Jimmy, 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 Jimmy. You know, I'm sick and tired I, of this I, crap. Yeah, I'd rather have the, some feisty the, guys on the, here. Tell it like it is. The gangster coach. Right, exactly. Unbelievable. How can you have these people on your roster? It's a, it's a shame. Yeah. And there's 8 million other guys out there. And this guy, you know, he's got to be the one guy to show everybody else up. Well, we might take some criticism, but we don't care. We never met a gangster we didn't uh, like. The, so if this the, one the, if this one gets off in uh, in May uh, on his trial, and if this one gets out of jail, and if this one gets probation, we might be okay. The gangster hear, team. Did, did you read the Baldi's line? Well, if we win games, uh, who cares? Yeah, right. What kind of attitude is that about a sport? Well, what do you expect from what do you expect from a piece of pus like him anyway? 
Anyway, but I heard an interview the other day. They were interviewing soccer player Joe Rose. Says how how pretty he looks and all that stuff. I mean, if if you want to do your job, go do your homework first and then come on the radio, please. Exactly. Otherwise, don't do don't do it. Just go uh, go to Didi's Hideaway and uh, hang your shaved nuts out there. <laughs> okay. Hey, uh, Neil. Yes. Go to Amsterdam, man. It's beautiful and sunny, and Queen's Day is coming up, the 30th of April. Never been there. Hasta la vista, baby. Taco Bell. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. Hey Neil, you ever been to Toronto? Boy, it's a real nice city, and they got this. Uh, remember that call? I gave him every landmark. I gave him every uh, street corner. I gave him every restaurant, every subway stop. Which, by the way, nice uh, strike there got up there now, and he still didn't get it. Five six seven. Come on, here's your chance to save us today. To save us from the, a certain horrendous fate. All you religious nuts out there, we know you're there. Don't just fax anonymously on a fax machine. Save us, okay? Show us the real word, the true, the light, and the way. So that we, too, can have eternal, lasting peace. My anus. 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 Rectum. My anus. My anus. My anus, my anus, my anus, my anus. Hi, kids. Y'all like cutting little stinkers? That funny little sound that comes right out your sphincter? Want to copy me and do exactly like I do? Get paid for writing little songs about boo-boo? My brain's all gone. I'm trying to get my groove on. But I can't figure out which spice girl I'm going to fart on. And Dr. Dre asked, Yo, man, you pass gas? Hell no. So why do I smell ass? Man, you low class. Well, since age 12, it seemed like I always smelled. I thought ripping gases and tooting was pretty swell. I got pissed off when I took my jeans off and fought it so hard, it turned my underwear backwards like a straw. And every night I'm like, oh, dinner last. Then fun out my ass faster than a fat bitch who ain't too fat. Smell this, honey. Yo, dude, wait a minute. It's my girl, cuz. I don't give a fuck. God sent me to stink the world up. My anus, 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 teacher wanted me kicked out back in junior high. Said the problem was something crawled up my ass and died. I shot him in the face with my vapor. The worst happened later when I covered his desk with used toilet paper. Walked in the strip club, my intestines were filled up. Moved the bartender, took a dump of the tip cup. Went over to a dancer, had a buck in her garter. She lifted her leg up, and I knew she was a father. 99% of my life I was lied to. I just found out my mom's got more gas than I do. I told her I'd grow up to be a famous rapper. Make a record about strange noises made on the crapper. You know you was dirt when the women rushed to leave. You tried to hold your back, but your butt needed relief. This guy at White Castle said it was pretty cool. But I had to go. Go drop the kids off at the pool. My anus, 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 Eleven oh four at five sixty QM. Next time you're in a crowded elevator or you're standing behind somebody online at the supermarket and somebody <laughs> cuts a real bad one, your eyes start watering, ask yourself, is there a God? And I guarantee you'll say No No way, Jose. 
Just think of the, uh, I, uh, this is the classic example for those people who insist on his godbull crap and won't let it go, like little children who refuse to let go of Santa Claus. How old do you have to get to, to let go of Santa Claus, huh? And the tooth fairy and all those other fairies. Just stop and think about human excrement, okay? About uh, elimination. And think, was there a being, was there a knowledgeable, brilliant, wise being who invented this? Of course not. No. Crazy? Next time you're sitting there just groaning and just twisting on a throne, praying and hoping something might happen. Just stop and think about that. Constipation, diarrhea, hemorrhoids, that smell, all these things. They're the answers you're looking for. You don't have to read no stupid book written by a bunch of barbarians thousands of years ago. Just, uh, you know, open up your eyes and your ears and your nostrils especially. The answers are right there for you to <coughs> sniff out. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. Here's a mobile in Hialeah. Hello. Hello. Yes, sir. <clears throat> All right, I had two things real quick. Yes. Number one, when I first started listening to you, yes, I, I, I started listening to you because someone had said how you know rude you were and everything else. I was like, all right, this is my kind of guy. You know? So I started listening to you and I realized that you're not as bad as people said. In fact, I think you're intelligent and you make smart comments. Yes, I some do. Some people, some people might take them the wrong way. And for the second thing is, I myself am like a semi-religious spiritual person and I don't see anything wrong with anything that you say because that's your personal thing that you're doing it's, it's not affecting my spirituality hey, you, you like I always say you can believe any fairy tales you want it's fine with me exactly right and, and it's my choice to do what I want and why should anyone care what you do exactly I, that that's the point if you DNH if you do no harm you don't harm anybody else why do we have all these nosy people trying to tell you what to believe and how to live your life and where to stick your finger and all this other crap? Who, who the hell's business is it? we got a bunch of yentas out there. Exactly. Like these idiots running out to watch the fires burning in the Everglades, man. They have no life. They have to yeah. go out and stick their nose in a bunch of crap. Yeah, let's get smoke inhalation and die. Let's there you see, go. Let's see, let's see where God is then. Yeah. All you pregnant women out there, be sure and uh, go and sit out there with your windows rolled down in the Everglades and uh, watching the fires out there to make sure your babies can get whatever they're going to get. Yeah, take a big... Take a big uh, Inhale of that and see if you don't blow out something. Take a big whiff, right, of this. <laughs> All okay. right, now, God bless you, sir. Good. Have a great life. Bye See, bye. there you go. There's a reasonable guy. He don't agree with me. And I don't really say, I'm not going to convert the world here sitting on some stupid, dumb radio station in Miami. But I'm going to express my opinion, God damn it. You know what I'm saying? Oh, it's blasphemous. You ought to be... A See, the intolerant assholes, and it's interesting to me, interesting to me, all these years I've been on the air in this town. Even the Orthodox Jews, have they tried to get me off the air? Yes. No. No. Wrong finger. The Mormons, they tried to get this show off? No. No. Christians? Yes. Oh, yeah. The Catholic Church first, and then, of course, we've got the Christian Coalition, and we got that lunatic over there in Tampa, and uh, yada, yada. And guess what? Here I still am, stronger and better than ever. We got spots up the old... Rectum. That's what we got. And, of course, they would never lie to anybody, so they put out these newsletters. Oh, 90, they sent them to our sponsors, being so stupid they don't realize that we're going to get copies of the letters from our good friends and sponsors. Over 90% of the people we've contacted cancel their advertising on the Neil Rogers Show. Right. <laughs> like one. One. Ever. In all the years. One. 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 In fact, I'll tell you what it was. Video professor, which I didn't even want to do their spot, from some out-of-town agency. Got a letter, a phone call, whatever. Oh, we don't want to be associated with that. Great, fine. That gets that show off the air. And that was the end of that. So these people would never lie, would they? Yeah. Yeah, you bet your sweet ass they do. Like Jim Baker lies, Jim Swaggart lies. Like all of these, the, the bigger, like I said, the bigger the religionists they are, just like that anti-Semite and homophobe 
Our good friend up there in Fort Lauderdale? Kennedy? Yes, good guess. I was getting to it. Every Sunday morning, i got to turn. You know, Channel 7, maybe they're trying to repent for the evil that they do all week long with a hyperventilating hysterical news they do during the week. Boy, are they raking in the cash on a Sunday morning or what? Uh-huh. They got Dr. Jim Kennedy on there with that big uh, crowd of lunatics he's got. They got the uh, Crystal Cathedral there with Reverend Shuler out there in California with all those thousands and thousands and thousands of idiots in there. Ah, they're singing and they're, and they're repeating all the crap. They were really pissed when Marvin Gaye got the uh, magic bullet there. He was just about set for the next concert out there. They were raking in the big bucks, not paying any taxes on it till they got caught by the IR and FNS. Yeah, they would never cheat the IRS, would they? Uh-huh. Ah, shut up, before I beat the crap out of you. Judge Judy, you know she's tough. Hey, if I want any more lip out of you, mister, I'll scrape it off my gavel when I smack you in the mouth. You know she's homespun. Look, don't pee on my leg and tell me it's raining. But now, Judge Judy is taking it to the limit in an all-new primetime special, Death Row Judge Judy. Tonight on Fox... The Attorney General of the great state of Texas is allowing death row inmates to have their final appeals heard on TV before... Death Row Judge Judy. Guilty as charged. Do I look like a discount fertilizer dealer to you? You must be crazy if you think I'm going to buy that load of crap. I sentence you to death by the electric chair you're sitting in now. Any last words before I light you up on national TV? Can I get a cigarette anyway? No, you'll be smoking, throwing it up. Rusty, throw this That's justice. Death Row Judge Judy style. Tonight on Fox. It's 11.14 at 5.60 QM. You know who died the other day and I forgot to mention it yesterday? Grandma from the Waltons. What was her name? Ellen Corbin? Something like that. Grandma, she's dead. Oi! Won't see her no more. Won't see that John boy no more. I wonder if he ever got rid of that bad mole. No. 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. One thing about it, when they stick you in that hole, it makes no difference if you got a bad mole. That's what I always said about this thing over my eyebrow that you get so psychotic about. doesn't bother me. It's going to start bleeding any second now. Okay. Won't look as bad as Greg Reed's uh, Rectum. purple ass that we had to see yesterday. That. That was just, uh, yeah. exactly. that's the only word I can think of to describe it. Yeah. General manager bears his ass for us to see. Now, did you hear the story of how he got the cracked coccyx? About uh, something with his swimming pool and his kids in the pool and he tried to like... Yeah, I'll tell you up here. It's a long, it, it involved yeah. a rat. Huh? It involved a rat and oh. a paintball gun and the swimming pool. A rat? A rat. Oh, I didn't hear that part. Oh, I'll tell you up here. Oh, okay. He put a rat in his... Rectum. Wow. I always thought he looked a little like Richard Gere. Here's Miami. Hello. Hello, Neil. Same haircut. Yes. How are you? I wanted to tell you something. Um, I was on... Um, you know, I go to FIU and I was on university. Oh, uh-huh, yeah. Chronic. 5670560. Pound five. How many words did that last today, sir? One of that little trifecta of uh, losers, your people. 5670560. We got 400 open lines here today. I'm smoldering on this end, baby. The show is smoking on this end, and it's a dead end out there, as usual in this town. A dead end on this freaking phone. Two stinking lines lit up on the board, and even the little punks are getting into the, the little Julios that are, you know, evidently got their fingers out of each other's rectum for a couple of minutes anyway to dial a phone. Five six seven oh five sixty. Speak now or forever hold your own, okay? We're inviting, we're giving you the opportunity of a lifetime today to tell us why this show should be removed from the air immediately, if not sooner. And they still can't do it. We know you're out there. You're not fooling anybody. Everybody in America knows you're out there. Closet crowd. 
Here's South Miami. Hello. Hey, Neil. How you doing? Okay, sir. Um, Mike, I, I, you were talking about these TV preachers, and, and my brother sets up concerts in, in Tampa. Yeah. And uh, he had Jimmy Swagger. He was working Jimmy Swagger, and that guy he was had... working Jimmy Swagger? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. His hand or his mouth? Uh, he was, I don't know, <laughs> but he had, Jimmy Swaggart had a, had a, had a list or had like a book where people could sign away their life savings to him when they die. Yeah. And this guy had about 15, 20,000 people signed their life savings away to him. Mm-hmm. I love it. That's a good scam. When the hell am I going to get that going? I don't know. But, um, what you were talking about when they go in a hole, all right, uh, I remember, remember, remember Ernest Ainsley? Yeah. I, I woke up one time in the TV. Say baby. Say baby. I hear this guy baby. saying... If what you, a bad wig he has. He's saying, if you send a few dollars, why, that's nice. But if you want to save your soul, you got to send the rolls. That's right. There you go. I love it. And so I'm a songwriter, and it inspired me to write a song <laughs> called Save Your Hole. Yeah. And I would like to email it to you, and you're I love welcome it. to use it, because you, you can give me an address. You'd like to email it to us? Or or however I could get it to you. How are you going to email us a song? Well, I, I, I can just uh, email the file. And it's, I got it on an MP3 Oh, we, no, file. we can't. We we're not uh, that. Uh, we don't have no pewter here. Oh, okay. we have nothing to download it on. All right. But if well, you send it, how about a cassette? Would be simple. George, will give you the address. Okay, that would be good. Thank you, sir. All right. And watch your soul and your hole. All right. Hang on. Okay, line six. There, take that hole. Uh, that guy. Give him the whole address. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. Speaking of that downloading stuff from computers, I'll get to that. I don't want to do computer talk. I gave Rick and Suds another chance this morning for about two minutes, and then Rick started with that computer stuff. Damn it. Oh, yeah. It's either the stock market or the computer thing, or the computer thing or the stock market. And I wish those guys nothing but the best, because I'd love to see them give our guys a run for the money to try to get these guys to butch that show up a little bit with the 10 minutes an hour that they got to speak. But uh, within a couple of minutes, he started with that computer stuff, and bada-beep, bada-boop, and megs of ram, and meg green, and ram it up your ass. And I said, oh, no, I'm just, God damn it, I'm out of here. Yeah, I couldn't stand it. You know, same old stuff, the same crap that I heard a million times. And I wouldn't mind if it would be interesting crap, see? I do a lot of the same crap, too, naturally, when you do 8 million shows a year. But it's not interesting crap. I don't want somebody talking to me about their goddamn computer. What do I care? It's boring. It's boring. And like I said, the people in those chat rooms, man, they need mental help. They need serious, like when we had that website, man, there was a, that was a lesson in life for me, which I'll never forget. What a bunch of sickies on there. And, of course, all of the messages back and forth, 99% of them had nothing to do with the show. It was like they were shouting at each other, you know, over their computer. Little people with no lives playing with each other on their computer. See, if I'm going to play with somebody, I'd rather do it in person, not on a computer. Christ. God, is that sad. What a, you know, maybe it's a good thing. Maybe it's an outlet for a lot of people who otherwise could be very, very dangerous. Do you know what I'm talking about? Uh-huh. Yes. Keeps them at home. Right, exactly. And like locked in a little room with the door, I'm sure, shitely uh, tut from the inside. <laughs> oh. Hank had a great uh, expression that he used the other day. They were talking about the, the, the sheets that they put out at the racetrack, you know, all those sheets that supposedly give you all the uh, inside info. And he said, referred to somebody said, oh, yeah, he's a sheethead. And I thought, that's a great line. How come I never used that yet? Thank you, Humper. Sheethead. We got a lot of sheetheads out there in this audience, I'll tell you that. 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Now, if somebody's like from Pakistan, does that make him a sheethead? Uh-huh. 
They're nice people, the Pakistanis. Until I get the bomb. Here's a mobile in Naples. Hello. Neil. Yes, sir. How are you, sir? Great. Good. Let's talk about Flyers Leaf Series. It's all the inquire. Flyers get their wish. Yeah. Uh, I like, you like Flyers or do you like Toronto in this series? What, what does that mean? Do I like the Flyers or do I like Toronto? What does Who do you mean? think is good? To- is this, is this like a gambling question? No, no. You're asking a guy that's no, been Toronto, I, a Toronto fan for 41 well, years. Who do uh, I like? Let's, let's be realistic, though. The, the, Toronto doesn't light up the Eastern Conference by any way. They're under 500 against the Eastern Conference. Sir, let me tell you this. Okay? I like the, the Flyers. Flyers the Flyers, the last two when months of the, the last, like. You want to have a conversation or you just want to tell me you like the Flyers? Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Asshole. And a typical Flyer fan. I hope the Leafs score 15 goals a game and you get like 15 in the whole four games, which is all it'll take. No, like I said, I hope you get eight. Five, six, seven, eight by a giant uh, chupacabra. Five, six, seven, oh, five, sixty, pound five, sixty on the AT&T wireless line. Yeah, you got that great goaltending too, by the way, huh? <laughs> yeah. The geezer and uh, Hextall couldn't stop a bowling ball from three feet away. Here's a mobile in Kendall. Hello. Hello, Uncle Neil. Yes, sir. Uh, this might be some interesting crap. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not. Got to sure. be more interesting than this last guy. Uh, yeah, and I that's a great hockey call. That was like. Uh, well, you don't want to have a conversation, you know. He asked me how I like it, and you know, it was that lame. was smartass. My team's better than your team, you know that crap. Another well, overgrown child. He called to hear himself talk. Right. Um, somebody out in your audience has got to know something about. No, this. nobody just, in my audience knows well, something. Well, but you know, you got some suits out there that might that might have an inkling. That might make up an answer. Yeah, I just started to eat like real healthy for health reasons. And mm-hmm. by the way, I want to say hello to Spaceman out there who seems to hear me every time I call you, which is like three times a year. Hello, mm-hmm. Spaceman, yeah. get a life. Yeah, it's going to be a uh, short call if you keep doing that. Though. Let's oh let's not God. digress. Let's keep going right down the old railroad track. I started eating spinach. Yeah. And what I did was I, I started buying that jet washed that uh, jet washed bag of spinach ready to eat, and uh, I throw it into a bowl, stick it in the microwave, and it reduces down to like nothing, and it's really good, tastes great. And when I'm done eating it, my teeth maybe we get that flyer fan back on. Go ahead. Sorry, my teeth feel like they've been cleaned at the dentist's office. Yeah. What's with that? What the hell is in spinach that when you eat a bunch of spinach? It's got something in it that just strips all the crap off of your teeth. I don't know. When you're done eating it, all of a sudden your teeth feel like they are clean. I don't know. I don't either. But maybe I don't know. 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 Well, like you said, maybe we'll find out, or maybe not. That would be okay too. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. Let's get back to the meat of the matter, okay? Let's get back to the uh, National Felon League. Let's get back to saving Neil from uh, that eternal uh, burning in hell and George too. While you're at it, kill two turds with one stone. By the way, those of you who keep sending faxes on our fax machine for Hank and the sports people, they're never going to see him because they go right in a circular file. Oh, look at this from Dr. Mark Laporta, type two diabetes uh, patients research study. We'd like to offer you $50 per patient who refers and qualifies and participates in the study. They must all live in Dade County. Do I live in Dade County? Sorry. I don't know what that means. Why did he fax this to me? I don't get it. Maybe he's looking for type 2 diabetic patients to participate, and if so, uh, he should tell me so. And I'd be more than happy to put it on the air. Uh, 567-0560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line as we're searching. It's a dead crowd today, boy. Better than a doornail. 
Should never have started out with the truth. Always lie to him a lot. Always lie. Should never have started out with that true stuff about the National Felon League. And that awful article by Greg Kotex, which as usual didn't really say anything. He started out saying one thing, and then he turns right around and, uh, you know, takes a whole other avenue. Here's Fort Lauderdale. Hello. Ray Whitney has a big pair. Yeah, uh-huh. Here's uh, Hollywood. Hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. I don't know who the bigger losers are, the people going out to the Everglades to watch the fire or the, callers? the draft Knicks or, yeah. uh, you know, listening to the, uh, the draft or watching it on TV. I don't know who. Well, it's, they, all, it's they, all over last time I checked, you know. Hey, Neil. Yeah. Can you play a uh, jelly roll? Okay, let's go to uh, Fort Lauderdale. Hello. Hey, how you doing, Neil? Okay, sir. I know, between Greg Cody and Greg uh, and Dan LeBastard, what a sports columnist. Yeah, they sure got some great people on that staff at the Herald. Barry Jackass, Dan LeBastard, Greg Kotex, Eddie the Pope, who finally wrote a good column the other day, by the way, for the first time in his life, about the Cecil Collins thing. Nice going, Eddie the Pope. Did you ever hear LeBastard on Sunday morning? No, no. So bad. Anyway, uh, I think uh, the Bruins have a pretty good chance in the Eastern. Well, they're hot. I will say that. They're very hot right now. I, I didn't think so, but after watching the last couple of weeks, they're hot as a pistol. Yeah. Why is it, do you think, uh, what is it that makes New Jersey such a good team? They seem to every it's year called, be It's right called talent. It's called great goaltending, very good defense, and it's called talent. And they're not playing that coma trap stuff that they used to play. Robbie Fatorik's got them playing real great hockey. They score a lot of goals. They got a lot of legitimate goal scorers on the team. They got a lot of, they brought a lot of good, outstanding young players up in that organization, and that's why they keep getting better and better. He's a good coach. I like Fatorik. Yeah, he's doing I like a good job. They're, they're, they're going to be dangerous. They're going to be real tough. I think they'll knock the Penguins off four straight myself. I think they will, but I think it may come down to them and the Bruins to be a good series. Okay. Yeah, he put it Eastern. Thanks, Neil. Bye-bye. Nobody likes the Leafs, huh? That's okay. You'll be surprised. We're going to score 15 goals a game. Will you fudge back in? Premium beer. You've downed a red dog. You've chugged a red wolf. Now open your mouth and wrap your lips around a red cock. Red cock's foamy head will leave you breathless. Red cock goes down easy, and it's never hard on your throat. So reach into that box and wrap your fingers around a long neck red cock. You can shake it and spray it all over. Remember, you can't beat a red cock. Just look for the label with the big red pecker on the front. Yeah, Brian Andrews at Channel 7 used to tell us that was his favorite brand, too. It's 1131 at 560 WQAM. We have 200 open lines, 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. We got uh, Hank Goldberg from uh, Louisville. They're having a big draw up there for the Kentucky Derby, one of our rubber stamps, Hank Goldberg. And then we got Jim Mad Dog Mandage at 6, 930. We got the Marlins and the Giants from the West Coast. Any? Uh... No. Okay. Here's a mobile in Sunrise. Hello. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. How you doing, sir? Okay. You know what's wrong with this place? I've lived here over 28 years. And what is this... that, sir? I'm sorry? And what is that? Oh, well, you know, this, your callers are crap. They suck. Yeah. You know, I feel sorry for you. The sports teams down here are crap. Yeah. The newspapers are crap. Crap, right. The news stations of Rick Sanchez and Cinnamon Stoper are crap. crap. Yeah. Everything's crap. That's why I feel sorry for you and your station. The people that call up here are idiots. No kidding. Goodbye. Okay, goodbye. <laughs> goodbye. Do I agree with everything you said? Yeah. yeah. Fines, we're waiting for some good calls. I mean, we got uh, several hundred open lines there right now. If you got anything to say about anything in the world, we're waiting on you. If you got some message from God, from Jesus, we want to hear it now. Is it too late for us to uh, get no way? No. No, never too late. As long as you got that last gasp, that last uh, bit of breath before you pass it, <laughs> hopefully through your mouth. 
5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. See, they're just not in the mood to save us today. Yesterday, I really don't know what sparked it, but boy, all of a sudden, maybe it was the fire in the Everglades, but all of a sudden, these people got off their dead ass, and they were like uh, hysterical with the religious crap. They wanted to save me and save George and save everybody, save your soul. Save your soul for uh, the future life, because boy, it's going to be a long trek to get to heaven. Here's a mobile in uh, Miami Lakes. Hello. Yeah, Neil. Yes, sir. Uh, are you aware of what uh, Cecil Collins did? The uh, details. Of... I read. I read the whole rap sheet yesterday on the air. I don't have it here in front of me today, but I had it yesterday. Yes. Uh, I don't he know. He got kicked that... off the LSU campus. He was deemed to be so dangerous that he was kicked off campus. Not just kicked out of school and off the team, but kicked off campus. Well, the papers here are kind of uh, not going into detail. Yes. But, uh, what he did was he sexually assaulted a 17-year-old girl. Uh, he broke into her apartment. Right. Two of then, them. Uh, not one, but two. Yeah, and then after they caught him for that, uh, he, he was out on bond. He went and did it again like two or three weeks later. Right. Have uh, Have you heard him talk? No. Uh, well, he uh, he's about one step away from, uh, oh, I don't know. Man. Yeah. I mean, I'm thinking from absolute they, total illiteracy. Is that what you're saying? Well, when does that ever stop us from admiring all these goons, huh? That was with no, a G. I, th- I think maybe they got to pay them bananas. Okay, okay. Listen, we'll send the sheets over for the big rally this weekend, sir. They've just been freshly washed. Maybe you can hang out in the hood. Is that in the hood or with the hood? Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. Was that a racist remark I just heard? Uh-huh. No, that wasn't. Was, well, you think that might have been? Uh huh. Five six seven oh five sixty. I'm just going to keep repeating the numbers. We got plenty of calls on there, but I figure if I give the numbers often enough and long enough, somebody really brilliant will call in. My favorite call of the year so far was that guy that wanted to hear the uh, my anus, <laughs> which I had to dump the party said, but he said my anus smells really <laughs> something. Nice going, sir. You made my day. You put a little smile on my old aging puss. God bless you and your kind. Here's uh, Fort Lauderdale. <laughs> Hello. Yeah, that paddy wagon out in front of Dolphins Camp. Is that something new? No, that's uh, permanent now. That's never going to leave. It's, a, it's got a revolving door, just kind of like our sales department. 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. See, this is the best they can come up with. They don't care. They don't care. Don't pee on their parade. Like Judge Judy says, don't pee on our parade and call it a rainstorm because uh, we're having a, we'd be having a good time. We want to wean. We want to wean. We're going to go out there. We're going to support our team. We want to wean. I hate to say it, but boy, you are right. You're, this whole thing, this whole, as much as I love my hockey, and it's, you know, something, I don't even love my hockey. I love my Toronto Maple Leafs. It's in my blood. I can't, I, you know, if they folded up their team tomorrow, I'd never watch another hockey game. I hate to say that with all due respect to my Panther friends, if I have any left, but I doubt. But, uh, you know, this whole thing is just, uh, it's become sick. It's become nauseating. It's become disgusting and grotesque. It's not fun anymore. Not only is it all business, but it is a corrupt, bankrupt business. From the Mike Tyson crap, and you know all you jackasses, all you jock sniffers out there, all you real macho guys, you can't wait to get ripped off another 50 or 60 bucks whenever the hell they finally let his uh, big dumb ass out of jail. You just can't wait for another bum of the month fight so you can bitch about it. Oh, gee, we was robbed again. Like a disease. No, it's an addiction. They're addicted to crap. The guy that called before, sir, you are absolutely correct. There are a lot of these people who are addicted to crap. That's right. Crap. Is their life. So thank God that we look forward to going to heaven and meeting St. Peter. Here's a mobile in Hollywood. Hello. Hey, Neil. What if that's St. Peter North? Yes, sir. These uh these drug tests in the in the major leagues and the NFL they're not really to determine who's doing pot or marijuana and who's not. They're just to determine who's smarter or not because 
If you can't pass a drug test, there's so many ways to mask it, so many ways for 20 bucks you can go out and buy a little bottle and take it before you a take a drug vial, test. A little bottle, yeah. Then why wouldn't you just take it? And just to, for them to think that guys like Randy Moss are reformed, they're just covering it up better. These guys don't get reformed. Oh, I, work at a, I work at an office where we go to shirt and tie every day, and I'd say uh, an estimate 50% of the people there are smoking pot, and we yeah. take drug tests. It's just they're smart enough to go so get So what's wrong with that? Who cares about up? people smoking pot? You know something? Any government that is, that's that repressive, that's that fascistic, that's trying to tell people they can't smoke a little weed, those people deserve to be cheated. Exactly. Right. In fact, I'm going to lead a crusade, and in fact, we're going to give, we're going to start a primer on this show, all the different ways to mask the uh, marijuana in your system. It's simple. It's simple. That's now right. you used to have to drink a gallon. Now you just have to drink 16 ounces. In fact, the best way to do it is smoke oregano for a month first. Have a great day, sir. All right. God bless you. I learned that in Italy. They love their oregano. No, the Pope told me it was oregano anyway. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five. They put oregano everything in the pasta and the brownies and everything. A lot of brownie hounds over there in Rome. Most of them at the Vatican. Ah, oh, come on, that's old material. You're reusing your own material. That's bad. Let somebody else steal it first. Let Castronova steal it, and then they'll recycle it, and you can have it back again, okay? Uh-huh. Okay. I wouldn't be surprised. Pretty soon he's going to start playing. No. Yeah, that'll be on that show pretty soon, right? No. 22 till noon at 560 WQAM, the home of the free, the land of the grave. That's South Florida for you, baby. The land of the grave where even the dead people aren't allowed to have a good time. We even won't even let the dead people rest in peace. We go and we dance on the grave just to disturb them as much as we can because we're a bunch of shot disturbers here. That's right. We're a bunch of <laughs> disturbers. This is the most disgusting program. Yes. I urge everyone to complain to this station. Okay. Shining coin with a big track to We know my two big I'm shaving coin up. Squat on a mirror and review. My Harry Sagging fell. My girlfriend wants me to have no hair. She wants them smooth and clean when she's down there. If I want to get some, I've got to shave my nuts. Speaking of nuts, by the way, our poll question today is, why do they call Brazil nuts? We're not, what? I haven't even said it yet. You're already giving me a look. You know what they call Brazil nuts. Why do they do that? What does that mean? Why do they call Brazil nuts nigger toes? What does that mean? Five six seven oh five sixty, huh? I mean, what kind of nuts do they call like honky toes or uh, spick toes, huh? We've never I've heard of Jew nose, but I never heard of Jew toes. Jew nose. We got forty two hundred open lines all over the state, baby. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless. We're looking for our second good call of the day after that uh, request for my anus smells like. <laughs> Here's uh, Fort Lauderdale. Hello. Yes, Neil. I'm so nervous. Here's Miami. Hello. Miami. Hello. Yes, sir. Yes. Yes. There. 
Neil. Get near the phone. Somewhere within 10 feet would be okay, good. Okay, listen. I have a question. You know what? Last week, or when, uh, what's his name? Uh, what's uh, his name, yeah. Hank, Hank Aaron. Remember when he hit that? Uh, last week he hit a home run? Remember when they made a big deal about that? Last week, Hank Aaron hit a home run? Well, you know, when they were making the anniversary, 25th anniversary, right? Yeah. And I was thinking, when I was about 14, I was watching this, and I had the uh, sports page, and I was watching all this stuff, and I was really into baseball. That was baseball. Now I'm thinking, why is this guy, for the Marlins, this owner, asking the people to buy tickets? When they make the statement... What do, you mean, why is he, what do you mean, why is he asking them to buy tickets? Because he just bought the team, and he's trying not to lose more than $10 million this year. And, That's and, why. And just, what, do you, what do you want him to do? Come on the air and say, please don't buy any tickets. The team sucks. Is that what you want him to do? Catering to? He's catering to the corporate people. So why don't he just go to the corporate people and quit asking the people for money? I went to a hockey game in December. I was given the tickets, and I wanted my money back. Yeah. That's why I, I screamed that about 50 times this last year, and we only had 41 home games. And I was there about 35 of them, and I kept saying, about after the second period, most of the games, I'd be screaming, refund, refund. And then this morning in the newspaper, Scott Mellaby tries to say, oh, well, it wasn't all bad this season. Right, Scott. You're a good guy, Scott. I like you, but let's get serious, okay? Just like the team didn't choke when Burry got hurt in that Colorado game. Right. It had nothing to do with it. You're a great guy, Scott, but you're in total denial. You're full of crap. Like that whole organization. Thin-skinned, uptight, just uh, can't tell the truth because it would be, you know, it's the Fifth Amendment kind of thing, and it would tend to incriminate them. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on it. See, I have left these people behind. You notice now, I I finally feel great. I was sick for three months. Then everything was, uh, you know, we were more in uh, concert with each other. I was uh, crappy. They were crappy. But now I've like arisen from the dead, even without Jesus. Thanks to like medica unmedicating myself, not medicating, but unmedicating, getting off that Pravacol, getting off that awful hydrochlorothiazide. I feel great. My weight ain't going down. It's staying the same. My blood sugar is great. My blood pressure is great. I feel great. I feel so good. It's uh, almost time for a vacation. I think that's how. I huh? I timed it that way. What's the sense of feeling good when you're working, you know? But when you go on vacation, you don't want to feel like crap. That's when you want to feel good so you can enjoy your vacation. Then you come back here, and as soon as you get off the plane, you say, oh, I'm back here again. Then you start feeling crappy again. I've left these people in the wake, boy, and it really shows too, man. It really shows. This is like two different shows. It's like too bad we're not on FM. We could do it in stereo. Here's Neil out of one speaker on the left, no doubt. And here are the callers out of some other speaker as in left behind. as like trying to catch up, trying to figure out what's going on here. That's what's wrong with this town. We've got too many dullards and slackards. That's the problem. Here's a mobile in the keys. Let's see if there's any hope for them. Hello? Mobile in the keys. Hey, hey, Neil. This yes, is sir. Mark in the keys. I'm uh, driving in a van with a bunch of high school students, but I wanted to thank you. You have turned their lives around just Good. from listening to you. Excellent. And there's another thing, too. I, I want to use some kind of a child molester, Mark, or what? Uh, no, I'm not a child you're not, molester. You're not a priest, are you, Mark? You're not uh, one of those camp school no, counselors. Just, See, I hear those kids uh, laughing in the background. Tell them to put their clothes back on, Mark. <laughs> no, no, they're fine. But, yeah. uh, I got in trouble for I'll listening bet. to you. I listened to you on the internet at school, and I got reprimanded for listening to you. Why is that? Well, I was, I guess, when Jerry Paul got off on Barney, and you said a few things. Yeah. The principal walked by and said, we can't condone that kind of language. Yeah, well, Jerry Paul, well, I hear, has got to blow up Barney. I hear he's got to blow up Barney doll at home is what I hear. <laughs> well, I'm sure he does. Yeah, I hear he's doing Barney. And then the, or maybe the, it's the other way around. And the other thing to call about the comment is that the last time I was here, I don't remember the game against uh, the Lowly Islanders, and we went to, and when... Whitney had a fast break goal and he scored and uh, uh, you probably don't remember but everybody was just 
I don't know, eating cheese or uh, whacking off their neighbor. I don't know. He had a fast break. Is that what you said? Yeah, it was a fast break, and he scored. Is it a basketball game or a hockey game, Mark? It was a hockey game. You better tell those kids in the car to teach you a little bit about where uh, the puck goes, okay, Mark? I think think you're a little bit behind. Okay, your phone's breaking up, but give all your uh, buddies a good uh, kiss for us, okay? There's Mark, who is a uh, child molester in the Keys. 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Hey, I think he's one of those Sunday school teachers, you know? There's no fags in, in the church. Oh, yeah, right. Tell us another good one, Father Tool. 5670560, oh, pound 5. I wonder if Father Tool's related to Father Stool. You think there might be a chance? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Here's uh, Mobile and Polka. Hello. Yes, not enough live dead. 5670560, oh, what was that? I mean, did I miss something there? Not enough live dead. Meaning, meaning, Grateful Dead. And I'm supposed to understand that from some deadhead, from some asshole that's got a Jerry Garcia blow-up doll, and the guy's been dead for like years now. Pathetic. Or maybe he just got the body in the living room. Five six seven oh five sixty. By the way, take those ties off too. People are starting to laugh. You jackass. Here's a mobile invoker. Hello. Hello, uh, Mr. Rogers. Yes, sir. Speaking. Mr. Hello, Carl. sir. Yes, sir. Yes, you never touched by the hands of God. What is it? You never been touched by the hands of God. I've been touched by some hands, but I thought we're godlike. Yes. Yeah, me neither, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Bro, the only. <laughs> oh, he's looking for it, man. He's looking hard and long. Well, at least the hard part. I'm not so sure about the long part. He said that's the short and long of it, and he's got at least half of that. Five six seven oh five sixty. Pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Come on, where's all the God freaks today? When you want them to call in, they won't call. When you don't want them, like yesterday, they come out of the woodwork like a bunch of maggots. Rhymes with, that's right. Let me tell you right now, the one that, like it says in the Bible, the one that points the finger and says, there's the faggot over there, he's the faggot. That's what it says, like in uh, in uh, Deuteronomy. Doesn't it say that in there? In Deuteronomy? Yeah. Deuteronomy, my ass. All this silly, silly stuff. You see, I finally, I, I, they, they're speechless. I feel like I accomplished it, baby. I did it. Oh! It was an hour or two yesterday. They got no comebacks. They're out there. They got no comebacks to try to justify all this horse manure. Oh, but we're going to heaven. We're, you're not going to heaven. You're going into a box into the ground, and then you get peace. Then you get relief from all this crap. That's right. Then you get your peace. Not in heaven. Of course, most of us, we're still looking to get a, a peace every now and then of something. Like that guy that just called. He wants a piece bad. Crazy people. When are you going to finally say to yourself, my parents lied. It's a big corrupt business. It's a bunch of crap. It's a bunch of stupidity. Speaking of crap, let me say it again. Next time you take a good one, just put your, just get down on your hands and knees and put your head on the bowl and take a good sniff. If you can possibly do that, which I doubt. But just do it and say, good. God, what kind of God would create that? And all these diseases and all these vermin and all these uh, bacteria and all of these things, huh? What kind of God invented all of these things? That's my question. And we can't get an answer out of these bastards because all they do, you know what they do? They quote scripture. You're like a bunch of automatons. You're like a bunch of quizlings. You know something? I'm going to take back. You're not like a bunch of sheep because a sheep, at least, is like, uh, you know, a decent animal. It just stands there. You shave the wool off it. It hopes you don't kill it. And that's it. It has a sheepish grin on its puss, and it goes on with its life. 
Mind its own business, a sheep. Anybody ever get hurt by a sheep? No. No. Unless, of course, they were trying to do something to the sheep and it was trying to protect itself, which wouldn't surprise me with this crowd. Ever tell you those stories about Michigan State when we used to have those? Uh, I don't want to go into that. Yeah, there were sheep across from Eshaw Hall in those days. They didn't have that planetarium like they got now. They used to have, like, barnyard animals over there. By the way, we get our water or what? Is that what yeah, that's that's what the I know, I know that. I'm just trying to worm in a plug for the Culligan man again. Well, any time. Just like my friends at the Sawgrass Publix. Yesterday I went in there last night to pick up a couple of things, and the young guy who's the manager out there, which I'll find his name someday, plus my friend Frankie was there. But the manager, he says, thanks for the kind words on the air today. See, people are nice. People appreciate when you say something nice. Like Everyone loves this man. water cooler, by the way. And everybody loves the water cooler. The but Power 96 people come over here and use it, which is great. Wait a minute. The Power 96 people. Are They're nice people. Who? The ones Bo, for the one, yeah. Bo and Mark. Mark Mosley. Mark Mosley, yeah, go along with that. DJ Ooh. Tracy. I don't know who that is. Oh. They're nice is people. Is he black? She is uh, not. She's white? Okay, she can drink the water. Now, see, that's just a joke. Right away, we're going to get some of our dark-complected friends. Oh, see, we know he's right. You can drink out of the water. You can't drink from the same fountain, now. Not from the same cooler. Thanks a lot, my friend. Our Culligan man just left, brought us the water. See, I come on here this morning. That's how you get results. That's how you move mountains, baby. You come on and you say, we need it, we want it. And they say, here it is, and thank you, and we love each other. Just like at my Publix out there at the Sawgrass. I love those people. They love me. I love them. I was thinking when I left there last night, you know, when they hire people in that store, they must hire people not just who are qualified and bright and, like, hardworking, but they must also, like, go out of their way to interview people so they hire nice people that care about treating the customers well, which is what you want when you go into any kind of a retail establishment, not a bunch of slackers who stand behind a counter and, like, like you're interrupting their conversation, you know, and they look at you and you ask them a question, they go, like that. Yeah. That I can't handle. You know, I don't want to mention no particular supermarket, which, uh, you know, over there on Broward Boulevard, I don't want to mention the name, which it's not a Publix, so you figure out for yourself. I don't like that other chain. I'm sure they advertise on our ball game somewhere, so I'm not going to mention what it is, you know, but... Every time I think of my th- that song, it keeps going through my... Huh? You know what song I'm talking about? Yeah. Win any money at the track lately? Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I don't want to mention their name on the air. I don't like uh, most of their stores. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's up. How you doing there, my friend? Carlos, great guy. Never stole a freight train. Had that hair tied in kind of a tight bun today, I noticed. You see that? Yeah, and his beard, too. Here's a mobile in Hallandale. Hello. Hello, Neil. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I'm in Hallandale. Well, that's your problem, pal. Place is full of live dead. Oi! <laughs> hey, you got to revive that whole thing, resurrect that whole Hallandale thing you used to do back in the eighties. Okay. It's time to bring that whole time, thing. Time time for the younger generation now, the ones in their nineties, to get into it, right? I deal with the seniors on a daily basis in my oh, business. God bless you, sir. Oh my God! Wow. It's a nightmare, but I really Oy. appreciate that whole thing you did last time. It was fun. It was good. Yeah, let's get them again. Let's get that sunny Rosenberg before problem it's too it. late. That's the whole problem with the state is all the old farts down yeah, there. And that R.J. Intendola with his outhouse, he turned our whole city into an outhouse, an outdoor in-house outhouse. An anus outhouse? Good luck to you, sir. Anus smells like uh, roses. All right. Rude 
obnoxious, foul and distasteful. The dolphins are cursing, and man, it's disgraceful. Cause Brian Cox and the rest of them are saying, Suck my f***, make my f***, shit on you, motherfucker. Words of love they toss in the microphone The dump button just can't seem to be left alone And all of this is because they like saying Suck my dick, rip my ball, shit on you, motherfucker Oh, but they play football badly How did How did the Patriots kick their ass? Look, my when will they make it to the Super Bowl? <laughs> but with an attitude as bad as theirs, what? they're tossing our hopes down the stairs. Oh, man. Rude, obnoxious, foul, and distasteful. The dolphins are cursing, and man, it's disgraceful. Because Brian Cox and the rest of them are singing. Suck my I think about Jimmy, at least he's consistent. Better consistently wrong than uh, once in a while right. You know what I'm saying? Like those Hurricane uh, gangster teams that he coached. Hurricane fucking blow! Which goes without saying, of course. How's it going, JJ? Whatever your name is, JJ. Five six seven oh five sixty. I thought he was on uh, Good Times, JJ. Remember, JJ? Yeah. Say what, JJ? Five six seven oh five sixty and pound five sixty on the mobile one line. She's dead, by the way, from Good Times. Our good close friend. What was her name? That's dead. That big fat. Uh... Oh come on! That was just a couple of months ago that she died. That she bit the dust. We were playing the theme. I love that theme, by the way. Good time. I'm gonna play it again today. Esther Roll. Esther Roll. I knew it. I just was at checking your mind. Esther Roll, baby, she was all right in my book. She, she'd be good. And then she uh, got off that show because she didn't like the fact that J.J. was a stereotype, and she didn't like that. And then she came back and said, okay. She said, yeah, they're all like that. Here's a Hialeah. Hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. How are you doing? Great. Uh, long-time listener, many-time caller. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Hey, uh, uh-huh. I bet you'll uh-huh. get a... Okay. I, you'll get a kick out of this. I okay. work at Miami International Airport. Yes, sir. And last Saturday, when all this smoke uh, pouring from the Everglades, I have to admit it, it was an imposing sight, all this blackness rolling in from the west. Yeah. Well, anyway, I have two super... Where are they coming from, Alabama? Uh, yeah. There's one of those blackies oh, yeah. in Alabama, yeah. <laughs> well, I got a couple of those, and they happen to be super Christians that I work with. Uh-huh. And they're always praying and carrying on. So when all this smoke came in from the uh, the Everglades... Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yes. I ran into the area they were working in. They hadn't seen it because they're indoors. And I told them, guys, something is going on. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of empty cars around. The cars are crashing. A lot of empty cars. And I think it's the rapture. Mm-hmm. These two individuals ran no, outside. No, it was the rupture, not the rapture. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. These two individuals uh-huh. ran outside. Yeah. Held hands, started praying and chanting, we are ready, Lord. We are ready, Lord. Oh, God. Could you believe that? Yes. This went on for about 10 minutes. Yeah. And there George I George says he doesn't believe it. Okay, well, it did happen. Mm-hmm. I don't and believe it. Either. I was rolling around. Does the audience believe it? Uh, they no. sure no. did. No. And you're rolling around? Well, of course, you're probably used to that being out at MIA. 
Okay, five. What is he doing out there? You're looking for glory holes. Five six seven oh five sixty. Palm. Yeah, come on. Let's uh, fess up. Let's tell the honest stories about what goes on real late at night out there at two at the two big airports, Miami International and Hollywood. More so at Miami uh, International, because we got more Julios out there. I think. I bet you there's some heavy duty stuff going on. You know, like uh, midnight, one, two, three in the morning. I bet you there is some very, very serious uh, stuff going down. I bet you there are a lot of guys going down, like on each other. 567-0560, oh, pound 560 on the mobile one line. Here's a mobile in Fort Lauderdale. Hello. Good afternoon, Neil. Yes, sir. Good evening. Boy, I think some of these people should have gone to work today. Yeah. I just wanted to ask you if you've ever gotten this from the religious fanatics. Of course, you'll never hear them say it, that God is everything that we say he is, but yet the only thing he can't do is cure disease, touch sick children. Damn it. Yeah. It's absolutely ridiculous. Mm -hmm. And I want to say as as far as that... But we ought to pray to him just in case he changes his mind and decides to do something worthwhile someday. (laughs) Yeah, let's save all those people in Yugoslavia that are being uh, slaughtered. You know, it's interesting. we got some of these idiots saying, oh, it's not genocide. But, of course, the fact that we got all these uh, mass graves that they're finding now with all these thousands and thousands of bodies in them, well, it's not genocide. It's just, uh, you know, maybe we're back to ethnic cleansing again, you know. I agree with you 100%. I think you get your peace and quiet once you have gone and gone down six feet under. Right. And then you don't have to deal with all this crap. And as far as that flyers caller just a little bit earlier, if you yeah. let me, Neil, I would just like to say that the next time I take a dump, personally, I'm going to be thinking about him. Okay. Go Maple Leafs. Okay, see you, pal. <laughs> yeah, he was like most people from Philadelphia. You know, they're sports fans, obnoxious, disgusting, rowdy, two-faced. I mean, the New York sports fans, they're pretty bad. You know, in fact, although I did love when they had the big ceremony for Gretzky the other day and when they introduced Gary Bettman and Neil Smith, both of them, they booed him like crazy. And I was, I was, uh, sitting ovation. Nice going. But the Philadelphia fans, they're just, they're just obnoxious. They're, they're animals. Five, six, seven, oh, with the exception of my good friend who's probably not in town anymore anyway, Ron. Five, six, seven, oh, five, sixty. You follow that. Am I going too fast? I think that's the problem. Five, two, seven, oh, five, sixty and pound five, sixty on the mobile one line. We got 42 open lines here and we got another 40, uh, hour and 48 minutes to kill until Hank comes on. Our rubber stamp from Louisville. I'm going to start calling all these guys on the station the rubber stamps. That's what they are. Hey, Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy. Hey, Jimmy, Jimmy. Come on, bend down, Jimmy. See, if, if Jimmy would do what our general manager did yesterday and had his drop his pants, they'd all lick his ass. Um, and purple or not, they would look as, Rectum. I mean, like as long as he liked it. Till he said, stop, I can't handle it, no more. Here's a mobile in Davy. Hello. Hello? Yes, sir. Neil, how are you? Great. The, uh, the NFL has just become the thug league, Neil. It used to be you had to have an education and then they'd draft you out of college. Now they go check your criminal record and he who has the most battery and assault charges gets picked. Yeah. It's, it's gotten really crazy. I mean, Strawberry the other day, for crying out loud, the guy still hasn't figured out what the program is, and he's asking him, can't we fix this? Sports are going out the window, buddy. Okay, thanks for the good news. 5670560, oh, pound 560 on the mobile one line. Maybe we can find something useful to do, okay, instead of watching all these illiterate jocks uh, play uh, throw balls around, okay, whacking each other's balls. I've seen a few guys whacking each other's balls, but it was a hell of a lot more entertaining than that crap. Here's uh, Miami. Hello. Yo, Neil. What's up, man? How you doing, sir? All right. Can I have a request? No material. Just a request. Can you play that that Barney when he's taking a you know a dump? When he's taking a what? When he's taking a dump. When Barney. Can, can you say dump? No. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's uh, eight minutes after <laughs> afternoon at five sixty. I'm telling you one thing. They got <laughs> on their mind. Okay. Our brothers today. They know they're. Crap. That's right. They don't give a crap about Cecil uh, Cooper. Um, Collins. I noticed Hank called him Cecil Cooper yesterday too. I, uh, you know, 
I mean, he was a jock. He wasn't a bad guy. Played for the Brewers and the Red Sox. Cecil Cooper, remember, outfielder? A lot of home runs. See, I, it goes to show you, I know a little bit about my sports here every now and then. In fact, a lot more than most of the so-called sports jocks on this radio station. A lot of these rubber stamp guys. Rubber stamp, whatever you say. Kissy, 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 kissy. Whatever you say. Whatever you say, BM. Whatever you say, TM. Whatever you say, Pat, with your slick greasy here, who's probably listening right now. Love that, Pat Riley. Only sports figure in this town who will admit to listening to this show, Pat Riley. Who will even admit that he knows who I am. Would Jimmy Johnson admit he knows who I am? No. No. The BM and TM? No. Oh, no. They've crossed me off their list for obvious good reasons. Who am I leaving out? The guy from uh, the uh, the Fusion? No. No. No speaking English. I don't even know who that is. Nor do I. And I don't want to know. Please. Please. We don't want to know. No more confusion on this uh, show. The Fusion, my ass. And by the way, would you rather hear a golf show or a show on auto racing? That's our poll. Because Joe Costello got screwed by our program director and Ray Perry. You know, that Ray Perry. He's an asshole. Oh, man. Did he turn out to be a loser or what? Have we seen him in, in months? No. No. He was going to come in every Tuesday morning. We're going to have a meeting. He's the sales. Yeah, right. He's just another figurehead. Just another peasant avante. Fifteen at five sixty WQM. So let me tell you the story how Joe Costello got screwed on a Saturday morning auto racing show by several people in this building. Oh, he just ran out the door. I want to no seriously. I want to tell you I got stabbed in the back. Now here's our poll question: Would you rather hear a show? If you have, I mean, obviously a lot of us are not interested in either one. But would you rather hear a show about golf or auto racing? Okay, at least auto racing there is some excitement. You know, you know, rounder. But golf. Let me say it again. I I can't emphasize this strongly enough. If you want to play golf, you know, go out and, uh, you know, schmooze with the boys and uh, have a little bit of fun and uh, get some exercise, that's fine. I don't begrudge you that. It's uh, not my cup of tea. It's boring. But if you want to do that, fine. But people who are into golf is like a spectator sport who watch tournaments on television and actually go to golf tournaments. Those people are wasting space. They're using up oxygen that would be better used by anything else alive. Anything. Now, that having been said, would you rather hear a show about golf or automobile racing? So Joe Costello, they give him, they throw him a little bone. They give him that six to seven hour on Saturday morning to do the auto racing racing show. He's getting a lot of calls. There's a few people listening at an ungodly hour when most uh, anybody with a brain is probably asleep. 
by the way, don't forget it's a live show with real interviews and things like that. As, as opposed, opposed to the most network. of the syndicated crap we put on overnight in the real early hours of the morning, especially on a weekend. Or like I said, as opposed to most of the crap we put on in the morning, especially during the week. But anyway, so they've evidently got a golf show overnight uh, from uh, ESPN or some some crap. I don't know. So they have a golf show on Saturday morning from 7 to 8 in the morning. So our general manager said to Joe Costello, he said, well, you know, I think uh, you've come a long way and it sounded really good. We, maybe we ought to move you up to put the golf show in there from 6 to 7 because it follows golf on ESPN. So it kind of like all blends in together. And then we'll have you do the uh, auto racing show before Defoe and that Saturday morning awful trade-out show he does. Put you on from 7 to 8. And Joe said, great. And Greg says, okay, go talk to uh, our – now, see, this is what I don't understand. Because if I'm the general manager, I don't say to the talent, go talk to our program director and see if you can bluff your way through with bluff, you know, pussy galore. And bluff says, oh, well, I'll uh, have to talk to the sales department first. See, this is why we have 85 spots an hour on this station, because we don't have a strong program director with any backbone who will stand up to that bitch over there in sales. That's right, that psychotic bitch. So to make a long story short, does Joe get the uh, move up on Saturday morning? No. No. He gets screwed. <coughs> and again, because another bad guy in his place, Ray Perry, who lies through his teeth, who is going to come and talk to us every Tuesday. And we haven't seen him since we were downstairs. Weeks before we left downstairs, which we left about seven weeks ago. Not that I want to see him. Not that he's going to tell me anything. He's another guy. He's got a title around here. Is he involved in anything that we're doing here? No. No. With a copy? No. With the uh, spots? No. With anything? No. Now, you know, these people around here, they all they all got a title. I'll tell you the good guy is Gary Sarner. What do you know? What does that mean? I always said Gary was the best sales guy we got. Haven't He's I always? Great. Yeah. He is. He's my favorite person in the world. Well, he got me something at a discount price, okay? <coughs> you know. Us Yidlach, we got to stick together, even if it is Gary. And I got his check, by the way. Where the hell is he? I got a check to pay him for what he got, which he forked the money out for. That shows me, okay, a guy that would do that and actually believe I would come in with a check the next day. Like I said, I had your check, Gary, but, oh, sorry. Here's a mobile in Miami. Hello. Here's Doral. Hello. Hello. Yes, sir. And, you know, I always hear you bashing uh, religion. Yeah, yeah. Especially, what, uh, about you, what do you got, like a retard or something today? Is that your problem? Are you retarded? Especially Christianity. Yeah, especially Christianity. But I always see you with your Jew hat on. Yeah, you my know? Jew hat on? Yeah, yeah. When do you see that? Yeah, that TV show. Okay, okay. Retard, retard, retard. Hit the button, retard. With my Jew hat on. What does that mean, a Jew hat? Five, six, I mean, dumb isn't even the word for it. See, that's why when I did that on that awful whammy show, when I did that, I should never have done it because it required, you know, they didn't even realize. I mean, here's, here's a yarmulke with a, with a hockey puck on it, with a bunch of silly crap on it, with a, with a little uh, beanie, with, a, with a, a flywheel on top, you know? Isn't it a little bit hypocritical to be? Yeah, right. Uh-huh. Oh, my God. Five, six, seven, oh, five, sixty, pound five, sixty on the mobile one line. We're still searching for a call today. We're still searching for a call. We want to know what goes on up in heaven, okay? We Seriously, we want to know. George and I both are desperate to know what happens up in heaven. Why is it that we should pretend to believe all this bull crap so that we can look forward, have something to look forward to? It's got to be better than living in this town. I mean, you think there's not a hell? Here's a mobile in Miramar. Hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. Good show. 
answer to your poll question is neither. Yeah. And I wanted I wanted to share with you that I, I know some people close to the LSU athletic department. Yeah. And it appears that Mr. Cecil the Diesel on his first felony rampage yeah. molesting women decided to wear his football jersey with the number and his name stenciled on it. All right. There you go. Yeah. Kind of yeah. simplified the investigation process. Uh-huh. One other thing. Your rubber stamps there at the station that are constantly referring to Coach Johnson is a master psychologist and uh-huh. motivator. I think to uh, to have Coach Johnson pride himself on affecting the mental state of the average NFL ball player is about like a ten year old with a hamster considering himself a wild animal trainer. Or Richard Gere with a hamster considering himself. Okay, well listen, have a great day, sir. Considering himself lucky, I guess. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the mobile one line. We're still looking for the God people. I guess they're probably all in the church today or somewhere. How come you're wearing those beanies on the TV show? You don't get it? Do I have to draw you a diaphragm? Do I have to send you a letter? Do we have to write it out? Do we have to bring a rabbi on to make guttural sounds? Yeah, your Jew, uh, your Jew hat. We saw you with your Jew hat on. What did you think of it? Why does the Pope wear that Jew hat? Yeah, exactly. How come a goy like the Pope is wearing a Jew hat? He says if it works for them, it might work for Jew. Here's a mobile in Miami. Hello? Neil. Yes, sir. I'm a national sales director for a major corporation. Yes. And I gotta tell you, this is the worst thing this morning. Yeah. Way to suck up to Jim Johnson and Okay, well listen, when your corporation can afford to buy a phone that works, call me back, okay, sir? He said they were sucking up to JJ. JJ, it's not it's either Jimmy or JJ. It's never Jimmy Johnson. It's Jimmy. Jimmy. Like Cecil. Like Hank Hank yesterday we kept referring oh, we talked about Cecil. Cecil, like uh, you know, this scumbag. See, there, there's no there's no scumbag that these rubber stamps won't uh, stand up for, you know. Oh, he might turn out to be the – when Hank said yesterday he might turn out to be the best running back on the team, at that point I reached over and went click, and my blood was boiling. I was steaming. The steam was coming out of every orifice in my – Rectum. Yeah, even there, too. You know, I mean, there are guys that run around pretending to be, like, uh, you know, real uh, gutsy and ballsy, but uh, basically they're all rubber stamps. They want to. They want the. They want the sports fraternity to like them. They want to be a member. You know. They want to be one of the boys, part of the people that all these people will talk to. Not a renegade. Not somebody who will tell the truth. God forbid. I'm not saying you got to be negative. How about just honest for a change? You know that would be good. I'm not saying accentuate the negative or the positive. Just kind of like play it down the middle of the road and tell it the way it really is. Here's Coral Springs. Hello. Yes. How you yes, doing, sir. Neil? Great. Hey. Uh. I'm getting the hell out of this stinking area. Yeah, where are you going? Back to uh, Connecticut. I oh. uh, ruined my life down here for the past two years. Yeah. There's so many different assholes that come down from the north that are ruining it for everybody else. Right. And I just had enough of it. We have assholes from every direction, sir. We have assholes from the south of us to the north of us to the west of us, and amazing as it may sound, even to the east of us. They, they, But they come down, they bring their attitudes down, and you think that they would leave that behind and start a new life down here? Yeah. No. They just keep on screwing the next person over. Did you see that sign at the state border that said Misery Loves Company and will make sure that uh, you'll have a lot of company? I wish I did see that because I would have turned around. Well, good luck to you, sir. Well, good luck to you, too. I'll I'll need it. Have a great life. I hope. Okay. (laughs) There's a guy who's going back to Yukon, I mean Connecticut. There's nothing wrong with Connecticut. I mean, it's uh, near some real places. Huh? Oh, seriously, Connecticut, it's, it's, it's not too good. 5670560, pound 5, but it's better than here. Pound 560 on the mobile one line. That's our poll question. Name some places that aren't better than here, besides the west coast of Florida New and Mexico. North Carolina. What? New Mexico. New Mexico is beautiful. Oh, I've never been there. And if you need a priest real quick, no problem. Arizona.
see, uh, what, Arizona? Yeah, you're right. Arizona's horrible. Oh, oh my God. The, the great grandparents of the people from St. Petersburg all moved to, uh, Sun City in Arizona. Yuma and Phoenix and Tucson. Oh my God. In fact, once I was driving through Arizona, got out of the car, filling up my, uh, tank with, at the gas station, backed into something and thought, it just felt like a prick. Yeah. Oh, speaking of the cactus, by the way, anybody cruising around there lately? I sure hope not. Oh, and speaking of cruising around, I just want to got a bulletin. The word is out. Ken Jenny aspires to be the next Rudy Giuliani. He is going to be. You think the thing with the swing clubs was? That was just a start. This is the Emmons, the real word in Broward County. Like I said, don't even think about going anywhere where anybody might have nudity or even like a restroom where somebody might pull an organ out just to take a leak. Don't even think about going in there. Because Ken Jenny is going to outdo Rudy Giuliani. He's a political whore and a real Nazi, Ken Jenny. He is. He's a real uh, prick. Here's North Miami. Hello. Dear Lord. Yes, sir. What's going on? Oh, um, God. What's going on? Um, um, I heard you play that Barney thing. I wish you could play that again. Uh, but, um, yeah, huh? The, uh, um, did, you know, you, did you call for that? How many times did you call me? Day four? Five? Brother. But uh, can you have, can you play? Can you? Okay, we have an open line five six seven oh five sixty. See this guy? He thinks he's going to keep calling the show, and he's going to orchestrate. He's going to keep requesting a another. You know, Much ago, take phone for yourself. You find out what it sounds like. This is the Neil Rogers show. This is your brain. Any questions? at 560 WQM. Hank from Louisville at 2 o'clock. Any interest in that? No. Kentucky Derby draw. Any interest in the... Uh, no. 5670560, oh, pound 560 on the mobile one line. we got 122 open lines for you between now and 2. If there's any interest out there, we're looking for the answers to heaven. We want to know what happens in heaven. Don't we want to know that? I mean, yesterday, I mean, was so titillated by the guy that called in and said, you mean to say you don't believe and that you're going to have peace and this, about a beat, but about but Huh? You praise God forever. I know that. I know you know that. I've been through this before. God, you're good. God, you're good. Yeah, now, well, God, you're good. What time's lunch? Oh, no lunch. God, you're good. I'll stay here, thank you. I'll pass. Here's a mobile in Aventura. Hello. Hey, Neil. How you doing? How do you get any peace when you're uh, praising God all the time? Yes, sir. 
I don't know, man. But uh, I'll tell you, I don't think religion's such a bad thing. What is bad is organized religion. Yeah. It's turning into a business. What's the difference? What does that mean? <clears throat> See, that's a it's that's very a hard to see the difference. That's why there's so many people that are sour on religion. Man. Uh-huh. That's the problem. No, I gotta, that's not a question of people sour on religion. It's a question of people who think for themselves and they've got enough common sense and enough, uh, you know, maturity to deal with death. That's what it has to I do. I agree with you. When it all comes down to it, man, if you're a good, decent person, yeah. you've got a good heart, that's all that counts. Yeah. All that religion bullshit. Excuse me. Right. BS. Well, this uh, guy's good. He himself. That was great. <clears throat> hey, I got a heaven joke for you. Yeah. Okay. What? Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the most. As soon as they say the word joke, all of a sudden they vanish. They do that Ray Milan uh, disappearing thing. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the mobile one line. A lot of interest in that uh, Cecil Collins thing, right? No. A lot of interest in that heaven thing. No. Any interest in anything? No. Not this crowd. Dumb, dumber, and dumbest. Those are the three levels of what you'll find here in South Florida. If you're visiting from out of town, good luck to you. And what are you doing here, huh? The Sawgrass Mills Outlet Mall, that's the number two tourist attraction in the state. Does that tell you everything you need to know? Uh-huh. Like time to go home real fast before it's too late. Okay, that was worth waiting for, pal. 5670560, pound 560 on a mobile one line. Here's a mobile in Miami. Hello. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. There's a bunch of crap going on the airways today. Yeah. If this is hell, I guess La Jolla's got to be heaven. And the guys who uh, listen and watch that golf and race and stuff, I think they all have Shorn's Protos. They what? Shave their balls. Oh, they have Shorn's yeah, Okay, thank you. Whatever you say, sir, another guy with no material, very weak. God, are you people boring, you know? I feel sorry for me because I'm so damn good. I feel sorry for me to talk to such a bunch of dullards, such a bunch of retards, such a bunch of people who think that they're funny, that they're humorous, that they have material. They don't have any material, nothing. What a bunch of conversationalists. How do you like to be in an elevator with them while they're farting up a storm, huh? Seriously, how do you like to be in a stuck elevator for two hours with some of these retards? Five, six, seven, we're searching for a real call. Have we had any women today? No. I don't think so. Not that it makes any difference. You know, we'll get uh, Mickey Rourke's girlfriend. She'll be calling in. That slut. 5670560, oh, pound 560 on a mobile one line. Here's a mobile in Hollywood. Hello. Hello. Yes, sir. Hello, Neil. Yes, I am. Um, hi. I just wanted to call and say I agree with you on, on that uh, uh, comment you made about Ken Jemmy being a Nazi. Fascist. 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 Uh, Nazi, other, that's right. The other thing I want to say is, um, about his uh, so-called um, grooming to be mayor of Broward County. Hasn't he been, I am not a Nazi. Yes, you are. Hasn't he been in office as the sheriff for like over a year now, and he hasn't been able to close those doors in that jail yet? He's not a very good administrator. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, he doesn't have time for that. He's too busy. He's, uh, he's got the pleasure police going now, rounding up everybody that uh, you know might even get to think about getting erect. And I tell you, I bet the Democratic Party are thinking about him as a governor in 10 years. Well, wouldn't that be? Well, we don't need that. We've already got Governor Boots. We've already got another fascist as governor. I mean, this state, lock, stock, and barrel, they threw the key away, and it's hopeless now. (laughs) It is. Oh, I understand. Um, That's all. I'm out of material. And God bless you, sir. Keep that passport. Keep a grip on it. You got it. And the passport, too. 5670560, pound five. Ken Jenny, you're out of the closet, baby. You're a fascist. You're a Nazi, baby. You're not fooling anybody. How about going and raiding those cruise ships one more time? Come on. Let's get those machines off there. Let's get the cameras out there for another good uh, photo opportunity. 
and then the taxpayers can pay. So you have to schlep back there and bring them, bring them back to your slot machines and schlep them on the cruise ships with egg on your puss. That was a good omelet I had here yesterday, but Ken Jenny, he's always got an omelet. All he's got to do is stick his tongue out because he's got perpetual egg on his puss because he's making such a jackass out of himself. Are we ever going to get like a real honest-to-God sheriff in Broward who's not a fascist? No. And that Bobby Butterworth up there, the former Broward sheriff up there in Tallahassee with a banjo on his knee, oh, we're going to fight this gambling thing. We're going to fight this. Yeah, keep fighting it, okay? Keep depriving the public of what they want. Keep pandering to those old, fuddy-duddy, stale, old, smelly, crusty farts. That's what you're all about, Bobby Butterworth, you stale, disgusting piece of turd. See, one thing about what, oh, the evolution of politics in this state, now swastika, I mean, you know, sorry, now Democrat means you wear your swastika like under your shirt instead of like openly, like just under your collar, just next to your cross. Oh, gee, there he goes again. Right. And what's the point? Here's a mobile in Kendall. Hello. Oh, great. Good material. Five minutes of his life he waited for that. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the mobile one line. Another bean eater. You've heard of the bean counters? We got the bean eaters. Here's a West Palm Beach. Hello. Hi, Neil. Yes, sir. I'm in West Palm. Uh huh. I've listened to you for fifteen years. Yes, sir. I never called you. Okay. I found you through through Alice Alice Rantel. Alice I'm, Rantel, yeah. I'm How's he doing? I'm moved here from Orlando. Yeah. And he was talking about the homosexual on the other station, and I dialed around and found you, and I've been listening. Well, to what do you mean he was talking about the homosexual? What about the homosexual on his station? That's right. Oh, I see. <laughs> He's still self-hating well, faggot. Yeah. Uh, a couple things. Uh, I enjoy you very much, but um, I was raised in a Southern Baptist church, and it screwed up my life forever. And I walked around feeling that guilt, and uh, it it screws up a lot of people. Yeah, it really does. And uh, I appreciate what you have to say. What I really called for was here okay. in West Palm Beach, Donald Trump, you know, is building a new uh, golf course, multi million dollars. Mm -hmm. uh, across the street is a topless bar called Mr. T's. So in the paper Sunday, it said that uh, Donald Trump had offered uh, the fellow who owned the property uh, twenty thousand dollars to change the name. And uh, they interviewed the guy, and he said, uh, "Great, I'll take his twenty grand." And he said, "What are you going to change the name to?" He said, "Mr. Rumps." All right. Gotcha. I love it. I enjoy you. God bless you, sir. Yeah. See you. Say hi to Alice. How's that Alice Rantel doing out there in the West Coast? Probably still flitting around, self-hating fag. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the mobile one line twenty one till one at five sixty WQM. We're going till five o'clock today. We don't want to hear that stupid Kentucky Derby draw stuff up there. Hank Goldberg, our uh, fat afternoon rubber stamp, he'll be on at 2 o'clock from Louisville today. 6 o'clock, we got the great Jim Mandich tonight, yeah. 6 to 9.30. And then after that, we got a horrible, awful ball game that I guarantee you won't want to watch, listen to, even be associated with the Marlins on the West Coast with the San Francisco Giants. Interest in that? No. No, of course not. Ray Whitney has a pair. Way down in Jamaica in the Caribbean, yes. they got the best herb that you ever seen. Yeah. Ask anybody in that neighborhood, they tell you this the country where the country people. Rasta man has some he wants to sell, and from a mile away you can detect the smell of smoke. Okay. Smoke, ganja, smoke. Smoke. He 
light up his breath and talk. Smoke, ganja, smoke, smoke. Smoke, ganja, smoke, smoke. Oh, we're fine. The ganja be good. You can carry lots of herb in the gunny sack. Okay. Smoke it every day until your lungs turn black. With all the money that we have made. Jamaica doesn't need any foreign aid. Are you American tourists come here and say, got nothing like this in the USA. They smoke, smoke, got your smoke, smoke. They light up the spliff and talk. They begin to puff and choke. Smoke, got your smoke, smoke. Ganja be good. Mama tells her son you are an off-stop man. Yes. You like to smoke the giant slip whenever you can. Many people coming here from miles around to buy the earth from you by the ounce and the pound. Rastaman say to her, Mama, you're right. The ganja be good tonight. And then they smoke. Smoke, ganja, smoke, smoke. They light up the spliff and choke. Oh! Smoke, ganja, smoke, smoke. Smoke, ganja, smoke, smoke. The ganja be good. I'll tell you one thing right now. Anybody opposed to the legalization of marijuana is an asshole. Come on. A fascist should be put away for many, many years, okay? And getting out of our lives. Get out of our lives. Get out of everybody's individual, personal crap. That's what we all say, right? Oh. Yes, anybody with a brain. What is wrong with you people? Yeah, man. Man, bunch of quizzlings, bunch of pussies. That's what's wrong with this country. I'll tell you one thing. If the people who are in this country right now would have been here back when the British owned this goddamn joint, there would have been no American Revolution, would there? No. That's right. We'd still be walking around with pictures of some queen on our uh, currency. Some silly old prissy queen with a stupid little purse. That's what we'd be doing. Spineless jellyfish who take any crap that the government doles out. Oh, you can't grow that in your backyard. Any crap that they want to dish out. Okay, whatever you say, Mr. Governor. Bunch of bull crap. The land of the free, my fat ass, okay? In fact, the guy, that's what he took out of the land of Wayne Gretzky. That's what he said in the National Anthem the other day. That guy with a bad wig that sings at Madison Square Garden. He sings good, but boy, what a bad wig. In fact, he, he ought to be on with Charles Alfieri right away. Get him and Bob Eisenberg over there and make him look like at least human. Close to it. Here's a mobile in Miami Beach. Hello? Yeah, Neil. Yes, sir. You know what I think about legalization of marijuana? And what is that, sir? Everybody should smoke. Yeah. Everybody should smoke marijuana because personally, I smoke a pound a day. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I, th I think you probably <laughs> drop a pound a day. You just dropped a few ounces here on the phone line. I'll tell you that. I can smell it from here. Five six seven oh five sixty, and he was already on hold, by the way, before I even mentioned that. So it was obviously another guy with no material. One of yours again. Do they have any material at all? No. Huh? Anything at all besides maracone and culo and tinga? Is that is is that all it? Uh -huh. That's it. That's a medley of their lives. How sad. Maybe if we could geographically move them like to South Dakota or you're a Montana, you're always raving. About. Oh no. Oh, South Dakota, good idea. <laughs> Don't want to screw up Montana, huh? Oh, no, no, thank you. Okay. How about Carolinas? Here's a Miami. Hello? Hello? Yes, sir. 
Hey, how about Marv Albert coming back to basketball? What about it? Isn't that terrible? Why is that? Cause. Cause what? Cause he likes buttocks. Oh, he likes buttocks. He likes he likes manly, sweaty buttocks. Yeah, how do you know that? Because he said it. No, he did not. He didn't hey. say he liked a manly, sweaty. He likes say he likes to dress up on the weekend. That's what he said, jackass. See, they had to put one white guy in there so it didn't look like a racial thing. So they had to put Marv Albert's picture in there, as if anybody cares about how many backs he's biting these days. Totally, uh, total separate deal, okay? Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the mobile one line. Here's uh, Hialeah. Hello. And what if he Hi. does like butt talk? So what about it? Yes, sir. Hello. Yes, I am. Pony voice. Hello. Yes. Marikong. Yeah, huh? Pony voice, like I said. Marikong. Very good. Thank you for your material, sir. Call us again next year when you work another one up. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the mobile one line. Oh, that's the guy from the uh, tea room at uh, J.C. Penney's in Westland. Recognize that voice anywhere? Here's a mobile in Miami. Hello. Neil. Yes, sir. Hold on a second. I got a fire truck coming up my butt. Hold on. All right, got him out. Got out of the way. Rectum. Rectum. Neil. Yes. Did you ever try Resolin for your diabetes? No. No. Probably wouldn't have worked anyway. Yeah, I got a, uh, what does that mean? It's, it's bad stuff. No, it's good stuff. No, it is not. There's a lot of bad side effects from Marzalin. You better start doing some reading, sir. It's bad stuff. I sell I, it. I sell it. I'm one of those... Uh, well, well, guess what? Stop selling it. You're another one of those uh, killers. You're a murderer, sir. You're selling a bad prescription drug. It's got bad side effects. Well, if you, if you monitor correctly... And guess what, bad. sir? Guess what? I'm not taking anything for my uh, diabetes. My blood sugar was 100 this morning. How do you like that? That's beautiful. I'm off all that uh, prescription stuff, but you keep uh, making money killing people and have a nice life if you have any conscience left. Murderers, killers, all these detailed men, they're murderers, they're killers. And by the way, I thought you said they were nice people at Power 96. How come they got the noise cranked up again all of a sudden right now? That must be one of the not nice people. No, seriously, what is this? Ten to one in the afternoon all of a sudden? Why? Not all of a sudden. I'm surprised you just noticed it. Well, how long ago did it start? Ten to noon. It's been going on for an hour. How about cranking the goddamn noise down out there, you idiots? They can still hear it. It's going through the transmitter. You don't have to crank it up so loud in the building. That's not how they hear it, you idiots, you morons. Seriously, I'm not, I'm not going to keep doing a show like this. This is unacceptable. I'm going, you know, you, you talk. Play some art and noise. Killer music. Deep in the lady as a man can get 
So this jackass, whoever that one is, he go he goes comes out in the hallway and I'm screaming. The walls are vibrating, they're thumping, okay? He goes in there to tell this jackass to uh, crank it down. He cranks it up as loud as he can get it. This is the Greg Reed effing way, baby. This is the cooperation we get. And you're telling me these are nice people on Power 96? Well, I don't know who's in there pounding it. He's an asshole. He's in there pounding it. And the music, too. None of the people I named would have been pounding it. I, I, I only wish you would have been out in the hall just now. I heard it when you opened the door. Trust me, it's like, twice as loud in here as it is in there. Like the world is coming to an end in here. And there it goes again. How is it that we survive through some days, none of this, okay? How is it that the Power 96 people survive some days, we don't hear any of this, and they actually get on the air without thumping the whole rest of the building into oblivion? They have different mixers. Oh, okay. Well, how about taking this mixer, this asshole that's in there right now, and firing his ass, or its ass, or whatever it is? And get somebody in here that's willing to cooperate and admit the fact that there's other people on the air and try to do a job in this place. I mean, I realize we're not the big important FM like they are over there. See, what you said the other day was right. When we worked over there at Cox, you know, we had, uh, we used to be GTR and then it was uh, the coast, whatever it was, right next door to each other, you know, in Hot 105 down the hall. Right across the wall, as a matter of fact. Right. You pound on the wall, that was the other control room. Right. And once in a while, I did have to pound on the wall because it got loud and they would always turn it down. That was the production. But the, the people would actually speak to us. Even though we were on AM, we were underlings. We were, you know, like uh, real people. Well, we all had good numbers. Unlike, well, do we have good numbers here? Last oh. time I checked on this show? This show? Yeah. Well, this is the only one that's on now between 10 and 2. And even if we didn't have good numbers, what does that have to do with uh, anything? Whether being treated like a punk. He, go, he opens the door to tell his kid, you crank it down, and while the door is open, all of a sudden it just comes 50,000 times louder. So it's not by accident, it's by intent. I think you just heard it get louder because they have an inner door. That's actually no. going through two doors, no. you realize. No. The inner door was already open. And if you could have heard how loud it was inside the inner door, even with your boxed-up ears from over the years, you would have said... Oi! Here's a mobile in Fort Lauderdale. Hello. Mobile in Fort Lauderdale. Uh huh. Whatever you say. But whatever. Here's a Naples. Hello. Hey Neil, how you doing? Okay, sir. Um, that music was an improvement over most of your callers today. Yeah. <laughs> is, is that Including a black? the last one? Yeah. What is that station? What is what station? That, that the music was on. It's Power 96. It's a station a, for for ten year old pygmies with uh, with busted eardrums. Is it a black station? No, it's a it's a uh, it's a uh, who knows? It's an ethnic station. You know, oh. uh, spick spooks, whatever, oh, okay. whoever, whoever will turn on that crap. Okay, I just wondered. Punks, um, little kids. It's about who are all in school right now, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> uh, talking about Alice, by the way. Yeah. Um, did anyone call you about a month ago? I, I was thinking about you when he, he was on uh, political. Uh, yeah, on politically incorrect. Yes. Did you uh -huh. did you catch no, it? No, I did not. Why? Why would I? What do you mean? Did I catch no, well, it? So, I mean, that's a horrible show. No, why would I watch Alice Rantel? Some self channel clip once in a while. Oh, I did not see it. Uh, he had his little Prince Hamlet hairdo on. Mm -hmm. I mean, just like you know, and he had, he had very little to say. Yeah, of the, course. 
I was just wondering. Okay, um, you want to know what heaven is? Um, you want to know? I'm listening, sir. I'm listening. I'm okay. waiting. Um, I have a fantasy of being a cult, a cult leader. Yeah. And just having, instead of girls going out like Charles Manson, having them kill people, just not go anywhere, but just stay at my side and cater to me all day long. Yeah. Um, you know, that's uh, that would be... Okay, thank you. I'm going to tell you, seriously, just when you think you've experienced everything there is to experience in this business and you come up here on this turret floor with these Power 96 assholes, seriously, you're right. It's a gangster mentality down there. They don't give a crap about anybody else. They ought to move that station out on Watson Island or somewhere and let them just crank it up until we have an earthquake. We're dealing with crazy people up here, and we're also dealing with a totally spineless, impotent program director who can't get anything accomplished, who they laugh at down there when he goes down there and tells them that you crank it down a couple of, like, twenty or 30,000 notches. And we're dealing with a program director on the other end, Kid Curry, who you think is such a great guy, and I'm telling you, is a wimp. Those those mixers that you call them, those uh, maniacs that are in there, they're a dime a dozen. They can go out on the street corner and hire 50 guys like that for three bucks an hour. But the problem in this place is nobody's got any authority around here. Everybody's got a title. We got 75 sales managers. We got 28 program directors. We got pussy galore over here. We got 8 million people with titles running around. Can they get anything done? No. Does anybody pay any attention to them? No. And we got a general manager running around dropping his pants, showing everybody his purple. Rectum. There you go. Look at that one call on the board during during. See, and that was really very productive too. You notice? You notice the effect that it had on this uh, show? WQAM. Neil? Yes, sir. Hey, Neil. How you doing? Okay. Uh, just a quick question for you. I'm headed over to Las Vegas uh, next month. Any uh, good places to hit? Well, what what does that mean? Well, what do you mean, any good places to hit? What does that mean, sir? Well, any good restaurants? No. Ruth Chris? Or no. Uh-uh. No. No good restaurants, sir. Hotels. What is it? Okay. See what I mean? This this is a cesspool, this town. This is a absolute cesspool. This is what you got. These are the people driving around out there as you're driving and you're wondering, Jesus Christ, am I going to get home alive today? Is there a chance? 
These are the people. This is the greatest community service anybody could ever do with this goddamn show. It's a clear and uh, a present, ever-present warning to anybody. Here's a mobile in Boca. Hello. Good afternoon, Neil. Yes, sir. Good evening to you, sir. With regards to your poll you were taking last week, how to improve the station, Yeah, I, I, I've got another question to follow that up also. Yes, sir. With regards to heaven. But uh, yeah. my suggestion is uh, fire pussy galore. Yeah. You become the program No director. chance. I don't do no PDs no more. I'm not doing okay. that. Okay. Uh, not for back, Greg Reed especially. How about bringing back Phil Henry? Yeah. He's not coming and, back. Phil Henry's not coming back, sir. Phil is gone. He's in Los Angeles. He's moved <laughs> on to bigger and better things. There isn't a Chinaman's chance he's coming back to this make-believe place. So syndicate him. Syndicate he, you and uh, you and you and he. Not going to happen. Okay. And then uh, with regards to heaven, basically, yes. it's my understanding religion uh, holds out the reward of uh, heaven as a as the uh, reward for living a good life. Like if you're a good little boy, we'll give you a lollipop at the end of the day. Exactly. Uh -huh. Now, without heaven but, but, without... That, but that doesn't give me any specifics. I want these people to tell me what's supposed to be so great, what's going to be going on there. Well... Because I'm sure I, not going to be there. I don't have that answer, but I want to ask you, without heaven, without religion... What is the ultimate meaning of life? Whatever you make it. Life is what you make it. Do you remember that old expression? Life is what you make it. Okay. And, and that's now, your let, motto? Let, let, let me ask you this. What about a cockroach? What's the meaning of a cockroach's life? I don't know. If you're a Buddhist, it uh, well, what's probably the, what's the meaning? What's, do you have a dog or a cat or a bird? Do you have a pet? Yes. Okay. What's the meaning of its life? Possibly uh, absolutely nothing. It, it, its life is meaningless. Is that what you're saying? You, you, you could you could make that assumption, yes. No, their life is not meaningless. I got two great dogs. Well, one great dog and one pain in the ass. I got two dogs. Their life isn't meaningless. It isn't a question of meaning. It's a question of they're a living, breathing thing that you respect, and they're alive. Just, what's the purpose of a rose? Why does a rose bloom? Why does a flower bloom? Why does a tree grow? They're things that are alive. Why are they alive? They just are. Some things just are, sir. I know that comes as a great shock to you, but some things are. You know, like crap happens. You saw that bumper sticker? So you don't have to search for a meaning. That exactly. Just... Now you got it. Excellent. Have a great day, sir. Nice going, Neil. Thank you very much. Neil, good. Bill is in the mail. Where's Gary Sarner, by the way? I desperately want to give him this check. Well, remember when I wanted to give, uh, buy the desk for uh, Bluff, for Pussy Galore? I'm glad I didn't buy the desk for Pussy Galore, okay? Unless it was like a temporary one. I mean, this guy, he, he's got to pull, get the uh, bull by the horns and go down there. Now it's real quiet. Now it's nice and quiet down there. That we're on the verge of maybe getting somebody fired or something down there? The noon hour is over. The mixing hour is over. Oh, is that what it is? Oh, it's the mixing hour? Well, I got news for it. We're nixing the mixing hour as far as the loudness is concerned. They can take that and they can stuff it in Gregory Rectum. in purple or not. And this ain't no joke. You know, it's bad, not bad enough. Like yesterday, Hank tries to get on the air from Shula's every day. We, go, we have an office pool going here every day at 2 o'clock. Will he get on the air? Is it going to be on the air or not? You know, is the phone line working? Can he hear what's going on? Today he's up there in Louisville. Will he, you know, that's a good bet for you, all you compulsive gamblers out there. We don't know if he'll get on or not. So it's bad enough we have to overcome all the technical screw-ups because this is such a cheap-ass outfit that's got one or two engineers running around trying to do the jobs of 20 people that, and with, with the equipment that's from 100 years ago. That's not bad enough. But to have to put up with this kind of crap with a bunch of lunatic, punky kids out there down the hallway in a place that's about as soundproof as your toilet? Yeah. Unbelievable.
And this was the great state-of-the-art studios that Mr. Purple Ass promised me uh, two years ago. Mr. I'll tell you anything you want to hear if I can get you to sign on a dotted line. Then you come make me a lot of money and make me look like a radio guy, which guess what? I'm not. Oh, no kidding. Nice purple ass, though. Rectum. He, he's all ass. He's the one guy, seriously, from head to toe, Greg Reed, he's all ass. He's a walking ass. Nine minutes, just ask me, I'll tell you. WQAM, go f*** yourself. And now, the League of Retarded Citizens will perform their rendition of Green Onion. Don't make fun. They work very hard for this. Now, remember what I told you about Steve Nichol, and you laughed. Do you think Steve Nichol would have tolerated that crap down a home no. after all these weeks that it would still ever be going on? No. No, it would not. I'm telling you right now. He was a hard ass. You know, he'd take a couple of good pops, <laughs> go down the hallway, and uh, pop them in the head. He, I'm telling you right now, you know that's true. You know damn well it's true. He stormed around that building every now and then when he gave him an excuse to do it and, like, uh, you know, threw his weight around, all 40 pounds of it. Well, he swaggered anyway. Whatever. You know what it sure is? Uh, I'm sitting here in this chair. 5670560, oh, pound 560 on the AT&T line. We're being assaulted by Power 96 by a bunch of punky asshole punks is what's going on here, and we're not going to put up with it, okay? I'm telling you about you know, I'm, I'm going to tell you a little story. The last time that this happened to this degree, it was like before we came on here, it was between 9 and 10 minutes. Evidently, they have another one. Big mixing hour. They're, they're mixing it, okay? They're mixing and matching. They're, mixing, they're matching assholes with assholes down there on Power 96. And it was while the morning show was still on. And I remember Defoe and Geldy, and I don't remember if Little Dog was out there in the hall. He, he uh, stays under the counter most of the time. He's hiding. But I remember, especially Defo, walking out in the hallway, like, well, what are we going to do? What are we going to I have never in my life worked with such a bunch of spineless pussies uh, ever, not even close. This is the macho sports station. <laughs> this is the pussy station. Even the program director is a pussy. Pussy galore. We don't have a PD. we got a PG. Pussy galore. And those morning guys... You know, we're, we're not bad enough. We got to get the drinking water in here from our Culligan friends for everybody on this side of the building. Because God forbid they should have to go down there and beg for water from the water Nazi. God forbid on the other side of the building, which we don't mind doing that. But they're sitting there because their studio is only like a matter of yard, a few feet away from where I'm sitting right now. They're getting blasted out of there between nine and ten in the morning. Do they got the balls to open up a mouth and go down the hall and say, "Cut the crap"? No, no, pussies. Pussy, 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 pussy. That's what we got here. WQAM, the pussy station. We get a 90 share with that. Cutler Ridge, hello. Welcome to QAM, the pussy station. Neil. Yes, sir. I've got a question for you, and I'm willing to bet yeah. that I know the answer. Uh-huh. If you were, say, in a car accident, yeah. stumped over the wheel, uh-huh. ready to gasp your last breath, yes. in tremendous pain, yeah. and a 
pastor or a priest came over to you and said, son, just say you accept Jesus and everything's no, going to no, be okay. No, no, no. What would you say? Nothing. I'd say get the hell out of here. You're so Maybe. certain of, po- absolute, of that? You're sir, so po- certain of that? Positive. I have been in accidents. I've had moments. I've had a gun held to my head. I've had things when I thought I was moments from death. Never. Did. I, I remember once I was driving on the Interstate 94 in Detroit in a driving rainstorm, and this is many, many years ago, and my car went out of control, spun around three times in the middle of the road, hit the, uh, the railing, blew a flat, and the people behind me on the road, because some of them stopped eventually, thought I was going to get killed. Never did it cross my mind about, oh, God and Jesus. Of course not. It's a bunch of bull crap. That would make me a phony. Of course not. Well, well I just, it's pretty sad that you don't have any faith at all. Well, why is that? Because it's sad. Why, I mean, what, why what, is it sad? Why is it even your business? What difference does it make to you? I don't care. Listen, I, I like listening to your show, so yeah. I have to be a... a well, why, know, why is it sad? Why, how does it somehow diminish me or diminish my life? I know that, that you think you know everything. I don't know everything. I don't know. I know that no, you're, so, the, you're the one. If no, you're a believer, then you must claim to believe everything. No, 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 no. The guy hit it on the head. I think it was yesterday. Yeah. It's everybody interprets the Bible differently. That's why you have all these. It's religions. a pile of crap. Don't you understand? It's a pile same. of crap written by silly, superstitious men thousands of years it ago. Might, it, some of it might be, but if all you of it is. All of it is. You can what see you what you want is selective piety. You want to pick and choose what sounds no, good no, to you. That's not true. Well, what is true? It's your belief in what you what Jesus does for you and your belief well, in the sir, Bible. Well, Jesus doesn't do anything for me. I don't believe in Jesus. I don't believe there ever was such a person as Jesus. But if you want to believe it, have a great life, and God bless you. May oh, God bless you. See, this is, this is what I don't understand. It saddens him that I don't have any faith. I have faith in myself. That's all I need. I have faith in myself. I'm not some kind of a weakling. Like I was just talking about the emotional cripples we got around here. Don't even have the balls to open up a mouth when somebody's interfering with their job. That's when I get psychotic and pissed off, when somebody starts interfering with my ability to do the best. I'm getting paid a lot of money to come in here and do a job, okay, and doing a pretty goddamn good job if I say so myself. And so the ratings say in the spots on the log, making a lot of money for these people. I have pride in what I do here, even though I'm talking to a bunch of lunkheads on the phone every day. Nevertheless, there's like real living and breathing people listening. I'm not going to sit back here. I have faith in myself. I'm assertive. I take a, you know, even an old fag like me asserts myself to the point where I don't take any crap from anybody. And if you don't have faith in yourself, then you're admitting you're an emotional cripple like most people in this country. Sad, pathetic. Here's a mobile in Kendall. Hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. How are you doing today? Okay. Listen, I, you were talking about shaving balls the other day and it uh-huh. was a gay thing and everything. I shave my balls, and it's because my wife doesn't like to choke on the pubic hairs, and, and the sex is so much better. Yeah, uh-huh. Without the hair, there's no hair on the yeah. shaft. What's your no wife's name, Ed? Your wife's, oh, Ed. Bruce? 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Sir, your testicles should not be in your wife's mouth. Here's Oakland Park. Hello. It says that in Exodus in the Bible, your testicles are not supposed to be. Oh, yeah. yeah. What do you got, 25 pounds of your mouth? Is that it, sir? Here's a Hialeah. Hello. Neil Father, George's son. How's it going, Neil? Here's a mobile in North Miami Beach. Hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. You're hitting it right on the head. Yeah. All those big muscle sports guys, seems like they suffer from an inferiority complex. Well, maybe that's because they're inferior. Tell me about maybe it. Maybe it's what not a it? complex. Maybe it's reality. Are they inferior below the waist or something? Might be. You got a challenge. I, I guys, feel it. Don't bother me. I got the smallest penis you'll ever see. Doesn't <laughs> It works. That's all that counts, pal, if it works. 
There you go, Neil. And have well, a great life. Tell you the best, man. Okay, adios. 400 open lines now, 567-0560, oh, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. People with no balls, people, I mean, it's not just a question of shaving your balls, it's a question of cutting them right off. Of course, if you don't have any, you can't cut them off. Right, Kelty? That's right. 5670560, oh, you know the numbers, uh, over and over again. We keep repeating them over and over just to make sure you didn't miss them the first 200 times. Pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. There they go. They're a little bit slow, but nevertheless. Here's a mobile in Fort Lauderdale. Hello. Good afternoon, Neil. Good afternoon, sir. I always, uh, I really got a kick out of when you had Mike Lang on about four years ago, and he was talking about Bob Prince doing mm-hmm. the play-by-play for the Penguins because he, he would call goal, sc- goal scorers nitpickers. I, I, I just wanted to think, I wanted to ask you who you think was going to win the Cup and who should win the Vezina. Who should win the Vezina? Yeah, I mean. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, if you go on statistics, Ron Tugnut, but if you go by, it'll be Hashik will get it. And I like Colorado for the cup. No, I know it could be no, anybody. Uh-uh, no. Who do you like? Who do I like? Yeah. I, you know, I really, I don't know. It, it depends. You see the first round. How can you make a pick now? You know. No, I. It uh, depends on who gets hot. Yeah, no, it's that's one. It's you really can't pick. make a pick right now. All right, thanks, Neil. Okay, and have a great day. Can you make a pick now? No, I can pick my nose. No. What are your thoughts on that uh, on that Oneonta uh, Syracuse game, huh? Share with me your thoughts on that uh, Massapequa um, Kingston game, huh? What do you think? Uh, a very young Florida Gator team, five six seven oh five sixty. I'll tell you, I'm, I'm getting the, see. In the beginning, it used to make me angry. Now I'm getting the biggest laugh out of the. I don't mean this guy. He was all right, but uh, the, the sports nerds that call this station the other twenty hours a day. Oh God! I mean, we got horrible callers too. But Jesus Christ, our calls are fantastic compared to those nitwits. Nitwits. A very young Florida Gator team went in there. Oh, and I, then the last call on the morning show this morning about how the Dolphins are going to win the Super Bowl. This guy is predicting. Does anybody care what his prediction is? No. Of course not. Well, what's the point? Like, I could sit here and say, oh, the Leafs are going to sweep right through the Stanley Cup. You know, wishful thinking. I, I don't have any idea. They haven't even played one playoff game yet till tomorrow night. Anybody. So I'll, you know, wait and see and analyze the situation. And like I said, whoever's getting hot and playing at the peak of their game, those peaks of 20 shares, they'll probably win it. But here's a guy that's calling. They haven't, they haven't even gotten some of these guys out of their jail uniforms yet, the uh, Dolphins. And, uh, oh, the Super Bowl. And it just turns people like me off. People who are like fair-minded, the rational people. Turns us off, you know. Bunch of scumbags, bunch of low-life, scumbag, illiterate goons. And we're supposed to, like, uh, root for these people and lend them our tangible support, financial or otherwise, or at least emotional. I say screw them. I say F them. F them Zimbalis Jr. Here's a mobile in Miami. Hello. Hey, Neil. How you doing? Okay, sir. All right. As far as turning people off, uh, well, you got a lot of sports fans turning in on, tuning in on this station. It turns them off to hear a bunch of queers talking about hockey. Well, I guess, let me tell you with something, pal. We'll be off at 2 o'clock, so tune back in when you hear about the Kentucky Derby, which I'm sure you know nothing about, too. Five six seven oh five sixty, and isn't that interesting that some of us queers know a lot more about hockey than you'll ever know? And by the way, that's a real man sport. Even managed to that. Yeah. That's right. Those are the real men, not a bunch of pussies like your football players and baseball players. But every time they get a hangnail, they're running uh, screaming at the locker room and out for six weeks, like Gary Sheffield with his eighty-five million dollar a year salary. Here's a lady in Kendall. Hello. Hello, Neil. Yes, ma'am. Hi. How you doing? Okay. Okay. I want to talk about a great athlete, and that is. Of uh, the jockey who rides thoroughbred horses. 
I never hear anything bad about them. They're uh, very, they're small, but very... You mean like Pat Valenzuela and his cocaine problem? You never heard anything bad okay, about them? Okay, now wait a minute, Neil. Yeah. That's one out of how many jockeys? No, I'm not, I'm, I agree. They're great athletes, but I mean, you say you never heard anything bad well, about them. There are jockeys who have got problems. They're human beings, happens, you know. And what happens? They, they throw them out of there, do they not? They what? They will not let them ride. Well, eventually, after the first 200 mistakes, they're like other athletes. They keep getting a second chance and a tenth chance. Like anybody else in sports, they keep getting too many chances. Well, How I don't many think... chances did Pat Valenzuela have? Well, yeah, well, okay, but that's one out of how many jockeys now. I understand, they need but, it, more. but that's what happens, okay? It's just like in harness racing. We have drivers in harness racing. Some of them are great athletes as well, and they do all kinds of things and fix races and slap them on the wrist, and they go away for a couple of weeks or a couple of months, and then they come back over and over again. So, it's you know, it's the same old thing. Let me ask you one thing. Why would the NFL let them even think about uh, because the NFL, if you would read that book, Pros and Cons, sweetheart, you'd understand the National Felon League doesn't care. They never met a criminal they didn't like. The only people they don't like are the gamblers because that makes it look like the games are fixed and reflect on the league. But as far as anything else, beating up your women, anything you do, they don't care about it. That's why. Okay, thank you. Have a great day. Okay, That's the truth. You all ought to go out and buy that book, Pros and Cons. I mean, uh, that's what it's all about. You heard about it on this show, and speaking of that guy that called before, this is the show that talked about the truth. This guy can't handle it. He's the emotional cripple because he's got to have his football. Football, that's what he's got to have. He's got to have his dumb jocks because he can relate to them. He's on the same level. Spread him and say cheese. Baby, baby, the law just gave me hell. Oh, man. That super discovered that everything's packed a bail. I was drunk driving, now I'm in a deal with drunk driving. 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 Take me away. Now I'm in the ice box, won't you help post my bail? No. Now I'm in the ice box, won't you help post my bail? No. This dope's like me that tops this love and nail. I was drunk driving, now I'm in a deal with drunk driving. 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 And they put me away. All right. 132 at 560 WQM. There are three words, okay? If you wonder about all this religious crap, three words I want you to embellish. Write them right on your forehead. Write them on your wrist. Write them on your... Whatever you like. Fear of death. Those three words. If you take those three words away, no more religion. And you hear this, just one of these calls after another. Like the guy that's, uh, that called a few calls ago, like about, what's the purpose of life? And I ask him about what the purpose of life is of his dogs or his cats or his birds or whatever pet he's got. Uh, oh, there's no purpose. Now let me ask you this. What, what would be the rationale of uh, all these other living things? Their lives are meaningless. But our life has some spare, and you want to know why? Because we made that up. Man-made bullcrap for our own convenience, just like all of all these idiots that wrote the Bible. It's all for their own convenience, from their own perspective, to reinforce their own prejudices and stupidity and superstition. That's all. But if you take away the fear of death, I mean, we have no cockroach. You step on it, it's dead. You say, "All right, oh! there you go." Your dog dies, well, it's very sad, but we realize dogs only live like, you know, 10, 15 years, whatever kind of breed it is. Elephant, it dies, yeah, that's sad, but, you know, 
find a big box and we'll, you know, where do they bury elephants, by the way? You ever stop and think about that? Which ones? The ones at the uh, zoo? Any any elephants. Where, well, I guess they don't bury the ones out in the jungle. The ones in the zoo, of course. When the elephant dies, where the hell do they bury it? I think they carve them up and sell them on the street. Stick it in the trunk? Yeah. I guess it must be a big trunk. Seriously, the elephant dies? I mean, what was the purpose of its life? What is the meaning of life? It sounds like, like almost like a Monty Python thing now, like the meaning of life. That's what you guys ought to do. Ought to go out and rent the movie or even buy it. Buy it because then you can watch it over and over again. The meaning of life, Monty Python. Then you'll know exactly all the answers. There are no answers. It's a bunch of crap. Okay? Just like that thing I was talking about yesterday. How do you go, how do you do all these things post life when you've got no heart, no brain, no senses? And I'm, you know, I ain't got no body. Just, just keep singing that over and over again and maybe you'll start, uh, something will click, you know. You can't see God with no eyes, with no brain. Where'd that, where'd that expression ever come from, brain dead? You know, when somebody has a horrible accident and they declare them brain dead? Because once your brain ceases to function, even if the heart is still beating, even the blood is still flowing, you're dead. You're dead. D-E-D. Dead. Oh, no! Not, not humans! Only animals! Guess what? I know animals, many of them, including my golden retriever, a lot better than most of the people I've known in my life, or many of them. Like I said, most of the people I've encountered in my life. Not even a contest. But what's the purpose of his life? To uh, do the best he can. You know, eat a few meals, wag his tail, take a good, and then, uh, you know, bye-bye. That's it. Oh, no. Yo, yes. Here's a mobile in Tamarack. Hello. Hey, Neil. How yes, are you sir. today? Pretty good, sir. Good, Neil. Two things. Yep. Um, little little panther spy report. I was down on Fort Little Beach at the Elbow Room, and eight of our panthers were down there off-season bonding. Uh-huh. You had Worrell and Lindsay and Whitney. Mm-hmm. Whitney is a good-looking guy. Yes, he is. Uh, Cicerelli, yeah. uh, et cetera. And it's amazing the thousands of people that walked. They were in a very, very high-profile table. The people that would walk by had no idea who they were, even were. Of course not. Just completely well, oblivious. Well, what do you mean by that? Most of the people in the arena when they're playing the game with their uniforms on don't know who they are. So why would you expect anonymous people at the elbow room to know who they were? Well, I guess that's a good point. But yeah, Very high-profile seats. Um, uh, one other thing. Now, when you call some of the other shows, um, the producer asks, What's your name? What do you want to talk about? Right. Is that, is that for just movement of the show? No, or? it's con- it's contrived, and it's some of the worst radio in the history of mankind. That I despise contrived radio. Who the hell cares what they want to talk about? Put them on. You see, that's another thing. I noticed that if somebody rips some of the people on this station, they always dump it. I don't dump anything unless it's got a four-letter word. It's just ob- totally obnoxious and can't be on the air. But some of the other people we have here are so thin-skinned that if somebody calls them a name or says they're a fat slob, dump it, dump it, which makes it boring. They don't understand that. Uh, you know, it goes with the territory. So that's just basically so the talk show host can see what's coming up. He can pick and choose who he talks to? Uh, I guess. Oh, God. Yeah. All right. To weed out the undesirables. Oh, yeah, right. Well, they must not be doing too good of a job. See, we don't worry about that. We want some of the undesirables to show you, like I said, a good cross-section of what swill this town is. And we're doing a, fa- a swill job, if I say so myself, especially today. We've had some great calls today. I'm not talking about good calls, great calls. See, there's a difference. That's what a lot of you don't understand. Like the kid that called about the, uh, you know, wanted to hear my anus. Smells real uh, tea. 23 before 2 at 560. And then, of course, once he called the seventh time, it got a little bit old. 23 before the hour QAM. we got Hank from Louisville with a Kentucky Derby draw today. Any interest in that? No. Those little jockeys up there, those great little workmen who are uh, sweating it off in the, uh, in the uh, hothouse. 
Isn't that what they're doing in the steam? No, they do. They have to keep that low weight. They puke. They get on their hands and knees. They puke their guts out. They sweat it off. They run it off. They uh, yank it off. Anything they can. Those poor little bastards. Those poor little midgets. Dirty to me. You call that a penis? No. Probably some asshole from Power 96. You know, they're a bunch of schmucks. It's, uh, by the way, everybody turn off Power 96 and don't ever turn it on again or you're going to go to hell. I just found that out. We just got some inside information that if the end comes, if the uh, final day Armageddon happens and you're listening to Power 96, you go straight to hell. No reprieve, no purgatory, no even limbo. In fact, what they do is they send you to hell and make you listen to Rush Limbo for eternity, for the rest of time. Old tapes. What da 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 Oh, God. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty. The fear of death. Let's hear anyone refute that, okay? Let's hear from. First of all, like I said yesterday, and of course people get very upset about that. That's what sent them really just off the edge of the cliff yesterday. Because most people, even if they profess to believe it, even if they go to all these services and they show up and they put all the uh, chotskis on their head and they put the wine in their mouth and they, all this other stuff, whatever they put in their mouth, they don't believe it. They say that they do, but they don't. But they don't want to admit that because then. Somebody might find out. And they're so terrified of dying just just in case to cover their uh, rectum. purple rectum. They better say that they really believe it. Yeah. Because maybe the Lord will believe that they... Maybe we can, you know, that old saying about you can't kid a kidder? Well, maybe we can kid the Lord. Here's a lady in Fort Lauderdale. Hello. Hi. Yes, ma'am. Hi, Neil. Uh, I was listening earlier, and I heard that salesman for Resolin. Yeah. And you said you had a hundred this morning without pills. Uh huh. Are you back on the Atkins diet? Yes, and I'm not losing any weight, but at least it keeps my blood sugar nice and low. Oh, you're not losing weight on it? Not a, not an ounce. Oh. Okay. I mean, I lost about 15 pounds, and then I just for weeks now I'm just uh, in limbo. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, me too. <laughs> but at least my blood sugar is good, and I feel great. Well, I know I'm on all kinds of pills and stuff. And oh. I'm trying to get off them myself. Get off them if you can. Yeah, because they say it gives you heart problems. Uh huh. That's right. Hmm. And Resolin also, I have a friend that takes that, and he refuses to get off it. Mm-hmm. Well, tell him you bring him flowers. Yeah. Good luck, sweetheart. Wait, I have to ask you something else. Uh-huh. Do you remember when you used to work at the other station with no. Steve? With what? Steve. Steve, yeah. Is he always a right-wing nut or just late? No, he just, uh, once he started, he's like a butterfly, like a chameleon. Once he started getting real tight with Rick Spiderman, then all of a sudden he became a right-wing nut. And then they say, you know, Alice Rantel, he, he, it became a right-wing nut. It, it was like a disease, you know, it was catching. It is. The whole yeah. bunch of them are. Yeah, well, guess what? We don't listen to him, and uh, if you're smart, you won't either. Maybe you could throw some of those pills away. 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. 
Oh, Sandy's not on anymore. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? I heard, you know who I listened to this morning? I listened to JNA, 1230 with Veneri in the morning. And he also, I, I got to hand it to old Mikey, you know. Say what you will. And his show is, I mean, desperate now. But he, he just keeps plugging right along. He don't, I didn't hear any phone calls. I heard the Sean Toner, the, uh, the traffic weather guy calling, you know, but, but he just keeps rambling along, bap, 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 ooga, booga, you know. And, uh, you know, he, he knocks out a living. Now, how come that Sandy is off the air there in middays that she retired with that million dollars she got in the Bulldogs' will? How come uh, they don't stick him back on there and sell him that time? Huh? He deserves better than that JNA up there in Palm Beach with all those geriatric jackasses up there. Jesus Christ, he's talking to people over the age of 100. Maybe that's why he's playing all that real geriatric music. You think that could be it? Uh-huh. But I wish him nothing but the best. There's a guy. There is a, seriously, he just keeps plugging away. It's sad. It's tragic. Nice going, Bob Green and Bob Neal. Watching people get stabbed in the back in this business, and then, of course, they screwed up IOD, and they put on Chuck Meyer, and it was a bomb. It laid a big, you know. That was the beginning of the end. Nice going there, Bob. I begged them, don't mess with success. Don't screw around. If it's not broken, don't fix it. And little Bob Neal, that little piece of that twerp, that little twerp. I'm telling you, never trust little guys. Never trust little guys. George is an exception, maybe. We haven't found out yet. But for the most part, that's a good statement to make. Don't trust little guys because they got a complex. They got that Napoleon complex. And so they got to, like, boss everybody around and destroy people's lives. Just like Pete Bolger. He's a little twerp, a little weasel, a little backstabbing, sucking piece of crap. Don't trust people like that because they'll, they're out to get you to try to overcome their inferiority complex. And it's not a complex, like I said before. When it's real, it's not a complex. It's reality. Bob Neal, you are inferior. We hate you like poison. Am I starting to get the message through, huh? Yes. Oh, he's got better things to do than to come all the way down to Miami and tell us that he's that they sold the station. He's got better things to do. Here, all these people are sitting in there. All our livelihoods, our lives are hanging in the balance, and he's got the gall, the balls, the chutzpah to make a comment like that and then go on about, well, they tried everything they could to make money with it, but uh, now they'll give it to Paxson. You know, maybe, maybe he can make you loser, make money with you losers, you know. You little midget piece of crap. My dogs both drop every morning in the yard. That's a hundred times, a thousand times better than you'll ever be. Okay? Piece of swill. And let me give you the best piece of advice. Like I said, if you kids out there, you young people, if you don't ever have to work for somebody else, don't do it. Go into business for yourself. Open up a shoe shine stand. Maybe someday you'll have a chain of shoe shine stand. Anything before you have to dehumanize and work for other people, okay? Because more often than not, the people you work for, number one, they're assholes. Number two, they know less than you. And number three, they treat you like crap. And number four, they don't appreciate a goddamn thing you do for them. Like around here. We got a boss that comes in here yesterday, shows us his purple ass. And, that, and I, you know, people think I made that up. You got a very, you were a witness. You saw it. <laughs> up close and personal. Oh, yeah, even closer. I could have reached out your and it. Oh, Jesus, what a thought that is. God. Here's Fort Lauderdale. Hello. Neil. Yes, sir. Got the answer to heaven. Yeah. Um, well, from what the Pentecostals believe, uh, they think that uh, you go to heaven. Yeah. That when you go to heaven. Okay, let me get my snake out and wrestle with it while I'm listening to this. Go ahead. <laughs> they put, yeah. They put, it, they, put you in a, they put you in a waiting place so you don't wake up. Yeah. And all you do is... Is that before or after you drink the Kool-Aid, eat the tapioca, and chop your nuts off? Well, you sleep, 
until the apocalypse. So actually, you don't go to heaven. They just take you up and you sleep. So you're in limbo. Exactly. You're waiting. Yeah. Okay. And by the way, I love Power 96. All right. All right. Hey, you got a job? You want a job? Yeah, I keep, do. Okay, go over there. If you can keep the music down the way, uh, they'll roar. You're hired. You know, I mean, I realize that this building, of course, is a piece of crap because this company wasn't going to spend it. And Greg Reed walks around with another lie. Oh, the contractors assured us it would be soundproof. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Give me a break. Cheap-ass outfit. That's why it's not soundproof. And, you know, I, he ought to be able to run in there as loud as he wants, and it shouldn't. we shouldn't be able to hear it. But, you know, ought to and can are two different things. And so it's a question of whether we have a little consideration for each other. We, we're sitting in here in a vacuum. We don't have a window to the outside. We stay in here basically the entire four hours. We don't mess with anybody else. We're not looking to uh, jam our speakers up till they bounce off the wall to uh, screw up other people's work. It's just the way it is, you know. It's just the way it is. So you have to, like, adjust the way it is if you have a little bit of consideration for other people. But unfortunately, like I told you, over a year ago when we first came to work for this bum fork outfit, they got a little bunch of people in here, and it all goes back to Greg Reed, you know, like his little inner circle there, the privileged few, the untouchables, who can do whatever the hell they want. And because they're buddies with Greg, uh, nothing will be said. And it's the same over there with Power 96. They got a bunch of snotty little kids working for that outfit. I'm telling you, man, they, they won't speak to you. They don't look at which I don't care, but it's just the whole idea of the attitude. Like, hey, guess what, Art? Don't stink, man. You're a bunch of AM flunkies. You're a bunch of assholes over there. I'm going to tell you, if you took the collective IQ of all the people listening to Power 96 right now as I speak and added it together, it wouldn't wind up to, uh, oh. that's right, it'd still be in the minus column. And everybody with a brain knows that. Listen to that swill that they're pumping out. And then the best part of it is they've got a deaf kid working in there who's been a DJ for so many years that his hearing is blown out. And they've got a deaf kid working in there doing the mixing between noon and one. They wonder why he keeps jamming it up so that the building's falling apart. Unacceptable is what it is, okay? Unacceptable. And we still got our little pussy galore sitting in the program director's office at a little teeny tiny table. It looks like a high chair. It does. It looks like, it looks like a kid's high chair for a little baby. All we need to give him is a rattle and a little spoon to, like, bang on top of that little uh, thing he's sitting at. Oh, but Greg's got a desk. Anybody believe it? No. No. We'll believe it when we see it. You know what I'm saying? 